welcome back to another episode, another week of the Young Black and Bob the Sports Test. This is your boy Q, and I am joined by none other than my fellow co-host, and they are. What's up, y'all? It's Lou. How's uh hope everybody had a good week? How's everybody doing? And uh ready to get into it. Yes, what's up? Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Greg. Welcome back. Yes, indeed. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, Greg, I hope you enjoyed your vacation uh, last week. Um, Hopefully it wasn't too short, but I know it was (laughs) because that's just how vacations go. Uh, I hope everyone had a great week. Um, I certainly had my ups and downs last week, but um, it's an up because I am still here. I am still breathing oxygen and I'm not underground. So that makes it a great week. That makes it a great week, and it makes it a great day and a great Monday, and we're going to have a great show for you guys today. All right, let's go ahead and get this boat on the roll. But first, any hot takes? For, any any early hot takes that you got? Anything that's on your mind? Anything that's like, oh, let, let, any spicy nays that you want to, early spicy nays you want to give the fam this week? Mm. Um, Lou, I'm going to let you go first. Well, <clears throat> I don't have very many hot takes, but after watching uh, Ben Roethlisberger's first preseason game, uh, after you know deciding whether or not to even come back this year, he looks sharp, really, really sharp. And Wait, um, what, what's up? I'm sorry. Well, you know you. You know, uh, Ben always looks sharp in the preseason because he, a, he, you know, he doesn't throw it all. So it's easy to look sharp. Is what happens in game number ten or eleven of us of an eight-week season? I know this. <laughs> I know this. I'm, it, my hot take, and because I know everybody is picking either Cleveland or Baltimore in that division, but I am, I am going to I'm not being a homer. Uh, if our O line. It's like just keeps Ben's uh, upright. Steelers are winning that division. Um, I like that. I, have, I like that. All team. I have to say on that is lay off the bath salts. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Hey, go ahead, Greg. What about you? All right, I'm gonna make these too quick. Um, first and foremost, I want to. Um, I guess it's not really hot take; it's a thought, but it's a take. Um, I wanted to congratulate the Baltimore Ravens for having the longest win streak for games that don't matter. Um, shout out to them. Um, <laughs> and I also wanted to just quickly say this. I know we're going to touch on it later because um, I want you both to have like an opinion on it that I don't have any say so. Um, I'm going to leave with this. Shakari Richardson got smoked and she is a bad sport. She's not professional. Um, she has no real code of ethics or conduct when it comes to the sport. Um, she feels as though like she's leaning in heavy with the, the, the black girl magic thing. And I don't mind it, but the issue is now's not the time. Like right now you, you can't do that. Uh, you're representing now America and you're representing your community and you're failing at both by being a poor sport. You cannot do that. Anybody else would have done that shit and we would have gotten lambasted for it. I'm talking men and women in general. Um, She really needs a mentor. 
She needs someone. Um, I forgot the other um, young lady who runs as well. She's a little bit older than her. Um, they need to like reach down and tell Shikari, like, I get it. You're fast. But it, it, it just reeks of like T.O. vibes for me. Uh, anybody she needs, who's she familiar. Needs, she needs Allison Felix on her case. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, that's all I wanted to say, Q. I want to get into it this week, though. But that, that's oh, my hot take okay. for the week. And you know what? I, I thank you for bringing that up because that I did not have uh, the Prefontaine Classic and and Shikari getting smoked like a like a smoked sausage um, in the docket. So thank you for doing that. I'll definitely add that to it. We definitely talk about it. Um, so let's let's get this show started. And I want to start us off um, on a on a somewhat somber note, but it's also a celebratory note. Um, today, August 23rd, would have been Kobe Bryant's 43rd birthday. Rest in peace, Kobe. Rest in peace, brother. So yeah, I definitely, I wonder, I wonder, I, and, you know, before we get into, until we really get, before we really get into the shit, I really just wanted to acknowledge that, um, Kobe would have been 43 today. And, and and it's still just a shocker that <laughs> he's not here with us anymore. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to ruin the, the, the vibes and everything uh, even any further. But um, happy, happy uh, earthly birthday, Kobe. Continue to rest in peace. Um, and yeah, that's, that's all I have on that one. That's all I have. Um, unless you all have something that you want to add or, or, you know, whatever. On um, Basically, I mean, I, I've said everything I could possibly say about, like, my condolences to Kobe and the Bryant family. Um, I, I, I just wish them well. Yeah, pretty much. I think, you, I think you can speak for all three of us in saying that. All right. So now, <coughs> excuse me. So, there really wasn't any big NBA news last week. It's out that um, Luca got the bag, and I think I, um, this news. This news. Came, we really didn't get a chance to talk about it last week because the the news of his extension came out at the very end of the show. Um, so, I mean, shout out to Luca, like. 200, I, I can't even remember what the exact number was, but it was over, I think it was 220 or $234 million he got. Uh, he, and he deserves every fucking penny of it. Every fucking penny of it. Now, all Dallas got to do is give him a, give him a co-star. That's yep. not named Chris Stapps Porzingis because he's <laughs> not it. <laughs> he's yeah. not it. He's not it. So, your thoughts on Luca's extension? Uh, congratulations. Yeah, I really have nothing for him. Um, now it's time to show and prove. Like, you know, I know they got to get pieces around him, but Dallas already was doing more with less last season. Um, you got the bag now. Let's act like it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he has no, I mean, Dallas has no excuses now. Luca doesn't have any excuses now. Now it's time to put up a shut up. 
essentially, essentially. Speaking of those who need to put up or shut up, and that's an excellent segue to this next topic. Um, well, some boy, someone's boy named Ben Brick Simmons. Jesus Christ. So the latest talk on Ben Simmons is if he's not traded before the season, there are talks and there are talks out of Philly that Ben Simmons, or as I call him, Brick Simmons, will hold out. Do we need to go into do we really need to go into detail in this or uh, can we just take this time to bash Ben Simmons and like make us learn how to shoot? Now, I, I want to well, go in on it a little bit. I okay. think we need to, because the reason why I want to go into it is it, it's it's long overdue, and we talked about this when it comes to these athletes who are they're playing with their own fates, not realizing they have it good, and they continue to fuck up. Ben Simmons, you're not that good, bro, and you know it. You absolutely know it, which is confusing to me. Why he? Like he's like he's the most I won't say unprofessional professional, but he's just a terrible athlete, and he knows it. But betting on yourself, knowing that everybody's betting against you, isn't going to help. It's not going to help. The last thing he wants to do is end up in Indiana. Because no, that's where he's going. The last thing, the last thing he wants to end up, the last place he wants to end up is fucking Sacramento. Now, Sacramento. I, I would normally, I would normally agree to, but here's the thing: Sacramento's actually pretty decent this year with the acquisition of Tristan Thompson. Sacramento, they're not stacked like the rest of the NBA, but they have pieces that I would give them a year, and if they get Ben Simmons. I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding. I don't know the starting lineup like off the top of my head, but I so know start, the acquisitions. Go ahead. So the starting lineup in Sacramento right now is De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hill, uh, Harrison Barnes, and Rashawn Holmes because he resigned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a decent lineup in if De'Aaron Fox can stay healthy, mm-hmm. and if because uh, I fully expect that Buddy Hill, and, and we're going to talk about that, which is the next blockbuster trade in the NBA uh, in the next in our next segment. But um, if De'Aaron Fox can stay healthy and they trade Buddy Hill, uh, I think Sacramento has a very decent chance. And don't forget who they drafted. They also they drafted Davion Mitchell. Let me give let me give my hot take right now so I can piss people off because I like it. Um, (laughs) The Sacramento Kings, the Sacramento Kings will be the Atlanta Hawks of last season. Oh, that that is that is a spicy nay nay right there. That's a spicy nay nay. That is one hell of a spicy nay nay. Now I think Ben Simmons. Okay, so good. I'm sorry. All I wanted to say to finish that up though is when I say that, I'm not saying they're going to end up in the finals. I'm not saying that they're going to end up doing something spectacular. What I am saying, however, is they are going to surprise so many people because people think that their teams are so much better than the Sacramento Kings. People are like, wait a minute, how did they get an eighth seed? Wait a minute, how did they advance to the next round because of that? I, just saying, 
it, it's happened before, just last season. So, with okay. that being said, that that's my hot take. Go ahead, Lou. Okay. Sure. Uh, I was just going to say, I, I think Ben Simmons would be a good fit with Sacramento for one reason and one reason only defense. Because Sacramento was the worst defense in the league last year. And that's just a, mm-hmm. not, not just the league. They were literally the worst of all time in NBA, <laughs> in the history of the NBA, in the history of the NBA. But I want to give some context to, uh, to this rumor that Ben Simmons might hold out if he's not traded. So go into this article, go into the article that's on Bleacher Report, and there's going to read a little bit of it um, so we know have the reasons why he's thinking about holding out. Uh, things between the 76ers and Ben Simmons could get fractures if he remains on the team after 21-22 NBA season is getting ready to tip off. Uh, Woj reported on June 24th uh, that Simmons' agent, who is Rich Paul, met with Sixers officials about his future and whether, quote, whether it makes sense to work together to find a trade before the start of next season. While that didn't result in a formal trade request, the meeting itself was a bit damning as to where Simmons fits into the franchise's plans. Things, we, of course, we know that things reached a point in overturn when Brick Simmons turned into Casper, the unfriendly ghost, in the second round against the Hawks. Um, after the series ended, head coach Doc Rivers sidestepped a question about whether a championship team could have Simmons as a starting point guard. Um, the partnership between ben, between Simmons and Joel Bead doesn't appear to be working, and he might benefit from a new setting, unburdened from the process. A separation will appear to benefit both parties. Now, we all know that Joel Bead two weeks ago signed a massive contract extension with Philly. Um, he actually signed for this. He actually signed for a supermax um, in Philly. Uh, so, if like literally now, if time wasn't of the essence for Philly to win a championship, it is definitely of the essence now because Philly has over $200 million committed to Joel Embiid. They have $160 million committed to Ben Simmons over the next four years. And if they can't go with this, that's a lot of money. That's a lot. That's a lot of freaking money for a player that doesn't that Joel Embiid can't play with, can't play off, and a player in Ben Simmons that is terrified to death to shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Like the spacing, spacing is already an issue already. It's an issue already in Philly when Simmons and Embiid are on the floor. It's I got it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I got another hot take because why not? Um, another hot take from Greg. Can't believe I'm about to say this shit. Um, uh oh. Joel Embiid is actually the problem in Philly. <laughs> um, I, I hate the fact that I'm about to say this shit, um, but the equivalence is going to be absolutely insane. Baylor might kill me for it. Um, Embiid is going to be the Shaq, 
and Ben Simmons is going to be the Kobe at the end of their careers. Could they have won together? Yes. Should they have won more? Absolutely. Will it matter? No. Um, and this is not including rings. I'm not saying Ben Simmons or Embiid are going to win. It's just always going to be documented that they had the most and they didn't do much with it as a result of not believing in each other. And Ben, I understand he has the shooting problems and things like that. They try to put pieces around him. The only way that Ben Simmons is actually going to succeed is getting all the stars and getting all the people away from him. So honestly, he has no other option but to do for himself. He has to have that mama mentality. So don't, you know, don't be surprised. You see him, like I said, in Sacramento. And we're sitting there like, this motherfucker's averaging 26 points a game. What the fuck? Was it Philly? Was it too close to New Jersey? Probably. You being shipped off to Sacramento? <laughs> you well, well you, know what I, you know how I feel about New Jersey and, and Philly? Mm-hmm. Philly's a, Philly, you know, Philly is Philly. But, you know, <laughs> New Jersey is the second most fucked up state in the country behind. And, 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 and actually, you might as well, you might can put, Mike can move it down the third because we know mm-hmm. we know yeah. Florida is number one and we know Texas is, is really now number two. Yeah. So, well, all, all I'm going to say to complete that thought is do not be surprised whenever Ben gets moved, he's averaging 24 to 26 points a game. And we're going to be sitting there like, is it because he got traded? Is it his, you know how they'll say, oh, he's just getting back at Philly for letting him go and blah, blah, blah. Trust me. 24 to 26, whenever he gets traded. And I'm going to be sitting here looking like, yo, how is he putting up Kyrie numbers? This is, this is not right. This is not right. What? That's my hot take. <laughs> All do right, you so, think, do you think he needs to change? Like, I mean, do you think that's what he needs is a new system, a new coach? Like, no, uh, I mean, like, even a new position. Because no, he's, not, he's not a point guard. He's a power forward. No, ben Simmons needs nothing. Like, the thing is, Ben Simmons, his entire NBA career, and even in college, like, was always giving players and things to play for and with. If you give him nothing and he's getting money, it's like, yo, you have to do something with this shit. Because nobody's going to give you the money that you want if you're playing like a scrub. Except right. for if your name is Kemba Walker. Um, and, the, you know, <laughs> that's a story for another day. But Right, right. And again, this is just my personal opinion. People do not have to agree with me. I'm sure Baylor and uh, Shockwave, they probably got voicemails. We should play those. In my personal opinion, though, if you put Ben Simmons on a team where if he, you know, how can I put it without sounding like disrespectful? If he's not the alpha. No, 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 no. He doesn't need to be the alpha. It's not even that. When, When Philly wins, it's because of Embiid. When Philly loses, it's because of Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons needs to be when Ben Simmons is on a team where it's like, yo, when you lose, it's your fault. When you win, it's because you were the anchor for the ship. And that's what Ben Simmons needs. Ben Simmons has always been put in a position where we'll put you, you know, with this guy. We'll put you with Embiid. We bring in Al Horford. We have all these excuses for you to succeed, and you still can't get it done. So you know what? How about we take away all the distractions and put you on the court? Figure it out. And I feel like that's when, you know, the rubber beats the road with him. He's like, okay, well, y'all put me out here in the middle of nowhere with nothing. Let me do it. He's going to start some fires next year, 
24 to 26 points. You heard it here first. Okay, well, we have some people. And actually, we have two comments from Baylor and a couple of others that I can't see the transcript for. But let's play Baylor's comments first, because I think he had a few things to say about the takes that we just made about Ben Simmons. Here we go. I'm I'm not going to give up on Ben Simmons though. Uh, he's still a great talent. The only negative thing that we can say is that he doesn't he doesn't shoot as much as he needs to. And then even then after that we're going to critique him on his um on his percentage, on his efficiency. You know what I mean? So um I think I'm starting to and this has been the past couple of years. I'm starting to realize how human these athletes are. And I and again, some of them are assholes. So you don't really want to <laughs> you don't want to really want to show your emotional side when it comes to as, asshole athletes. But uh man, maybe these cats some of these cats got a real fear in on failing in certain aspects of their game and things like that. And they might need that extra push and things like that. So I'm not gonna give up on them. You know what I'm saying? Because it's one thing we do know is that if these stars and superstars or players fix one thing, they could be a whole totally different type of monster. Well then Ben Simmons needs to go to fucking counseling then. <laughs> <laughs> And that's like, pretty good. Gonna, that's... Like I'm not gonna like okay, like everything every everything that Baylor said, yes, it's tr- it's true. Like we saw it during the Olympic pandemics with Simone Bowles. We saw it earlier, mm-hmm. we saw it earlier in the summer with Naomi Osaka. But at but at some point, but at some point, you gotta acknowledge within yourself that you <laughs> all right, something's something's going on here. Something's going on here, and God damn it! If I need to go see a sports psychologist, then mm-hmm. hey, um, uh, Josh Harris, the owner of the Sixers, find me the best one. Spot on, Q. Spot fucking on. Now hold on, we, we got. Let's go in order. We we got uh, GD. We, we're gonna play all in order. So we got GD. We got Tanya. GD again. And then we got Bailey, got a long one, and then we got GD. Is this let's talk about our jobs or NFL talk? Like, what's going on here, gentlemen? Oh, look, he's still here. So shout out to you. What are your thoughts on open relationships? Uh, ask Kyrie Irving. The Sacramento Kings are absolute garbage, fella. They haven't made the playoffs in almost two decades. Their coach is under 500 all time. And you say because they added Tristan Thompson, they're going to be better. And if you bring in Ben Simmons, the Sixers are going to want a lot. You're going to give up Halliburton. You're going to give up uh, Buddy Heald and possibly more or De'Aaron Fox. So, and yeah, they have a nice little roster, but so do like eight or nine teams out West, maybe 10 teams. 10 teams and four of them are old. And one of them, and one of them belongs in the AR, belongs in a nursing home. Talking about you, Los Angeles Lakers, but uh, anyway. All right. but that's the thing. Like for me, I, I got to say this. Uh, when it comes to it, I, I'm gonna read from fan side. They have what I personally think would be a good trade because since he wants to talk trades, let's do that. Um, a package for Simmons would likely involve a deal centering around Buddy and Harrison Barnes, with then added. For, uh, first or two first. Philly is selling low because it's still acquiring a knockout shooter in Hill and a solid all-around uh, all wing in Barnes. We get that. Now, here's the thing. 
with the acquisitions that Sacramento has made over the, you know, pretty much have adding building blocks. And then you have De'Aaron Fox. It's like, yo, like, you realize this team, Sacramento, is nothing but the fucking Atlanta Hawks from last season. People are like, oh, well, they have a star that should be a star. Like, you know, we just need to see it. We need to see it come off the ground. And what did the Atlanta Hawks do last year? When I was telling everybody all fucking season and all playoffs, yo, the Atlanta Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks, people like, put money up. Great. There's no fucking way they're going to do it. Why? How can they do it? And what did they do? They did it. I understand the defense last year was, it was really fucking terrible for Sacramento. But the one thing we know for a fact Ben Simmons is great at is what? Defense. So with that being said, um, the Sacramento Kings to me, feels like the only place that Ben Simmons can go and get a fresh start. Every other team in the league, Ben Simmons is just another piece to a puzzle that's already complete. It's like, actually, I don't really need that last little piece. If, it's, if it fell under the couch, you wouldn't care. But if you put him on a team like Sacramento, it's like, you know what? Like, show and prove. He knows for a fact he has to play Philly three times. He or already San knows for a fact. Or now. San Antonio. Or San Antonio. Or San Antonio. I'm just throwing these out here. Now, if it happens, I'll be surprised. Yes. Um, will Philly end up getting more for less? Absolutely. But it's going to hurt them to know, yo, like Ben Simmons, yeah, I got rid of him, and then all of a sudden he showed up. Do you remember when um, – who, who can I give a comparison to? Um, to who, who was homeboy that left Boston to go to Charlotte? Last season, and ended Gordon up Hayward. Gordon, mean, Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward. You can you can get a, a couple of uh, a couple of, of different uh, examples. You got Gordon Hayward. You have two mm-hmm. years ago and Brandon Ingram in New Orleans mm-hmm. when he was traded from the Lakers. You have Lonzo Ball. Yeah, Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Lonzo Ball went to went to went to New Orleans, learned how to shoot, and now he got a he got a significant contract from the Bulls. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just hoping for the best for the guy because, like Baylor said, like the last thing I want to do is see somebody like know that they're trying and just they just can't get it right because of the scheme and the system that they're in. Right. Yeah. Because you know Q has already made it crystal clear. Sometimes it's actually the fucking coach. Sometimes it's it's truthfully the coach. And, you know, we'll talk about that this season as well. I'm just going to say right now, my heart says, like, and I'll even add San Antonio. It's Sacramento to me, now San Antonio. And the only other option, all of them obviously are out west, is Golden State. Mm-hmm. And that's only, that's only if, and I'm going to say this one time this entire season, that's only if Bradley Bill does not end up in a Golden State jersey. And that's all I'm going to say. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kim. Okay. All right, that those are some very very valid points. Very very valid points. I do think he needs to get out of Philly. I do think he needs to. He he desperately needs to get out of Philly. Yeah. Um, because first of all, let's 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 call out the elephant in the room. Glenn Rivers is a terrible coach. <laughs> he's a terrible coach. He's a he. I I think I, that may be a little harsh. He's a terrific. Regular season coach. He's a terrible playoff coach. Terrible. He's a terrible playoff coach. And and I think that all of the habits that I, I I'm not gonna put all of this on on Ben on 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 Doc Rivers. I'm not gonna put it all on Doc Rivers. Doc Doc has only been there one season. 
It started. It starts with Brett Brown. It starts with Brett Brown. Plain as day. But but uh, Ben needs to get Ben needs to desperately get out of Philly. I I I you know the process. Yes. All right. Cool. He needs to get out of Philly. He really needs to get out of Philly, and he should have been out of Philly yesterday. Yeah, so, he, he needs he needs a fresh start. Um, you know, I just you know, new scenery, new coach, new teammates. You know, he just needs all an all around fresh start. I think. Yeah, and then he and then he needs to also. And then and here's the thing. For, and here's the thing for, for Ben. He's realizing he's not an alpha dog. He's not. He's not the alpha. He he doesn't have alpha in him. And I'm not talking about the fraternity. He doesn't. He doesn't have that alpha mentality in him. He's not a no, He's not a lead. He's not a lead dog. He's six eleven. Has point guard skills, but he's not a point guard. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let, let me ask you, um, Q, because for some reason we 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 have these hot takes, we have these thoughts on this show. We we turn off the mics, and then the next day something absolutely fucking major happens surrounding the person we were talking about. Do you remember? Right. <laughs> do you remember James Harden? Do you remember? Yes. Like there was so there were so many things that we've said on the show, and not only have they come to fruition. It's like, yo, we just talked about that shit last night. We couldn't even publish the show fast enough for it. <laughs> you know, just hit the airway. <laughs> so, you know, we talked, what was the most recent one? Aaron Rodgers. We were talking about how Aaron Rodgers needs to go here. He needs to go here. He's frustrated. And then the next fucking day, they're like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is frustrated. And then we came on the show the next week. We talked about Aaron Rodgers, you know, being frustrated, but the team wants him there. And then what happens? Boom. Like. He's talking about he's going to play because, I mean, honestly, at this point, where can he go? But Ben Simmons, I'm just going to say this and make it my final thought. He's saying, like Q said, he may not attend the camp, right? Mm-hmm. Him not attend, you know, him not going to the camp is his way of saying, well, replace me then. Get rid of me. Put me somewhere that's going to appreciate me. So don't be surprised. By Friday, we sitting here like, yo, how the fuck? Wait, Ben Simmons, all he had to do? Will say that he ain't going to attend camp, and the Sixers are like, "Well, fuck you then. We're going to ship you off because somebody's going to want Ben Simmons." And what team is going to want him? Somebody who might be out west. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. All right. All right. Um, some very valid points. Let's go ahead and continue. Uh, let's go to. Uh, we're just going to go in order. So Tanya, then Baylor, and then. Uh, uh, GD, here we go. Answer the question. <laughs> All right, never mind on that one. Let's go to Baylor. Here we go. And, and you know what? He's not far away. Like if you think about it, the only thing that we actually complained about is him actually shooting the ball or and taking over the game. You know what I mean? So we're expecting him to do certain things that the superstars before him has done, and he might not be on that level. He just might not be on that level, but he could be on that level. So I'm not going to count him out because he's a great defender. You know what I mean? And he he's, he's a solid point guard. Um, he just needs to attack more on the offensive side. He's scared to go to the line. We already know that. And that's just something that needs to work on. He needs to face his fears kind of like Giannis. Giannis is not a great shooter. And he's not a great free throw shooter. But he showed it just kind of like Shaq towards towards the 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 – the end of the Laker years where he's like, look, I'm, I might not be a good free throw shooter, but when I, you know, I make them when they count. And that's what Giannis did. And probably that's what Ben Simmons needs to do. Okay. I mean, those, those are some very valid points. But at the end of the day, 
Ben Simmons, go see a fucking sports psychologist. You make enough money. You make enough money. Just go pay. Find tell Josh Harris or tell Dale Morey to go find you the best sports psychologist in the country. And you go to and you go <laughs> and get this shit fixed. Like the dude, I, I'm not gonna deny Ben Simmons' talent. He he <laughs> He has all the talent in the world. And I've been saying this since, since he got in the league, and since, even when he was at LSU. If the boy learns how to shoot, God, watch out. My God, watch out. All right, I'm, hold on. Before we get to the next voicemail, I'm reading again NBAanalysis.net. They put out something that I, I don't know how y'all going to feel about this trade, but the more I look at it, the more enticing it looks. It's obviously the Sixers in uh, San Antonio. San Antonio, they get Ben Simmons. Philly receives Deontay Murray, Derek White, Devin Vassell, 2022 first-round pick, and a 2024 first-round pick. And then San Antonio gets the face of the franchise. Uh, that's a lot to give up. That's a lot a to lot. give up. That's a, a whole lot. lot to give up. That's your starting point guard, your starting two guard, and your starting point guard in Dejounte Murray. Your starting two guard in Devin Vassell and your super sub, your six man off the bench and Derek Wright. That's a lot. And plus two yeah. first round picks. That's a lot. I, I, I well, would amend I would amend that trade because I would amend that trade to sending Derek White out. Yeah. yeah. Sending Derek well, White and, and, and maybe Vassell, but I'm not sending all three of them out. That that's your that's well, three that's three fifths of your starting lineup. Yeah. Now, again, though, this is the Sixers. We They have historically tried to, to make absolute bullshit trades. That I'll, I'll just go over the ones that failed. And so they asked Golden State for Wiggins, James Wiseman, the number seven and 14 overall picks from the 2021 draft, and two future first-round picks. Obviously, well, you know what? Golden that's, State declined on that one. Well, you know what? That's the same – that's literally the same package that they're that – they mm-hmm. that they offered the Wizards for Bill. Yeah. And then, hold on, the other one was um, from Toronto. So the Sixers wanted Cal Lowry, Fred Van, I'm sorry, Fred Land Vliet, OG Overboy, and the number four pick in the 2021 draft. And obviously they declined that too. Oh, okay. So uh, the, so the, um, the Cal Lowry trade would have been a signing trade. Um, mm-hmm. Toronto's not trading Van Vliet, and they're not trading Ananobi. They should have. They would have been better asking for Siakam. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now hold on. I, I'm a, I'm done with my you know my theories and conspiracy theories or whatever. Let, let's hear what GD got to say. Ben Simmons to Portland makes some sense for Dame Lillard. Obviously, Philly would have to send a couple more pieces. Maybe a, a Matthias Tybal. Uh, Tyrese Maxey uh, They can work it out You can work out the details But you're going to have to send Portland something extra To get Dame Lillard uh, But that trade makes sense You add Ben Simmons They have uh, CJ McCollum And uh, Powell there as scorers You add Ben Simmons playmaking And defense, Portland might like that You get Matthias Tybal uh, A good defender off the bench With some good size and of course, Philly would love to add Dame Lillard to Tobias and Embiid. I like that. I, I really like that trade. Um, great trade. Wrong 
wrong centerpiece. Great trade, wrong centerpiece. Now you you got to explain that one though. Cause yeah, I like okay. that one. I, I like that. I mean, it, 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 that would be a great trade, but unless Dame asks, asks specifically asks out, they're not trading Dame. They're trading it, CJ would be the one getting traded. Mm. Okay. So GD, let us know how you feel about that. Q, let me see. So like I said, so, so yeah, like I said, so, yeah, so just, to, just to sum that up, that sounds like a great trade. And it sounds like, like if you put that in the, if you put that in any trade machine, it will pass muster. But it's the wrong centerpiece. It's the wrong centerpiece. It won't be Dane. It will be CJ McCollum. Mm. All right, mm. bail, bail is up. Here we go. I would definitely pull that trigger if I was the 76ers. I would definitely pull that trigger right now. Yeah. And there we have it. <laughs> and there we have it. All right. Last comment from GD, and then we, and then we can move on. Here we go. I like that package the Spurs sent. Uh, it is a lot. I agree. But Greg Popovich is absolutely in love with Ben Simmons, and he believes he could build a solid contender uh, around him. Who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be? I mean, just look at the type of coach that that, that Greg Popovich is. And I know I took a, I talked a lot of shit about Greg Popovich in the in the, in the Olympics for, for the the U.S. Men's Olympic team. But it's still clear that he can coach. <laughs> it's still clear that he can coach because that uh, there is no way. There is no way the the is there is no way the U.S. is winning gold with the players that was assembled on that roster. Even with Kevin Durant playing out his freaking mind, that was a poorly constructed roster. Poorly constructed roster, and it's and it's because of and it's because of Greg Popovich that they actually won gold. So yes, well, and that I, was my next question too: was how, how long, how much longer do you think Greg Popovich coaches? Two more years. Yeah, two, two. two. Okay. Okay, so we have one final comment from GD, and then uh, we are going to move on. Here we go. Philly will not be interested in CJ McCollum. They have Danny Green and Seth Curry as uh, two guards. So I don't think they would like that trade. That's been one of the... Okay. Uh, I, I understand your point, but that's one of the big. That's one of the. That's been one of the frameworks of a potential Ben Simmons trade. That it won't be for Lillard, because like literally, you know, Portland is going to ask for the house, the farm, your first child, the, your firstborn, your secondborn, and your thirdborn for for Dame Lillard. And Philly is not getting rid of Tyrese Maxey. He is like when Ben Simmons is gone, he is the point guard of the future. And, right. And I was going to say that a little while ago when you mentioned his name, or when somebody mentioned uh, his name. So that's not happening. They have a better chance of, of trading Simmons for Will McCollum than they do uh, getting of landing Lillard for for Ben Simmons. <laughs> and with that, we are going to move on. That was a great conversation um, about Ben Simmons. Um, I was going to talk about what the next trade is going to be. I think we already um, touched on that in in that Ben Simmons conversation, so we can move on for from the NBA. Okay, okay. Alex, Alex. Yeah. Well, I I uh, I I had a 
you know, I was doing some thinking uh, earlier and, you know, reading up and everything like that. But um, okay, I can see Dame getting traded by the trade deadline to Boston. I don't think he's going to Boston. Who who can Boston offer for Dame? Jalen Brown. Uh, they got some young pieces there, too. Grant Williams. Um, what's his name? Bob? Neesmith? Smith. Portland says no to that trade. I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest. Like Jalen Brown could be a great centerpiece, but they have a Jalen Brown type player in Norm Powell. Uh, I I don't know. I think Jalen Brown's better they have than a, Norman they have Powell. A, they have a but they have but they have a similar type player in Norm Powell. I don't think. Yeah, no. I, I, this, listen to what I'm telling you. This is what I'm telling you. If Dame, if Dame, the only like the only way Dame is getting traded is if he specifically asks for a trade. I think right, Dame right, right. gives. I think he's not going to get traded before the season. That's not happening. I think he's going to give Chauncey Billups and Neil O'Shea a chance to, <laughs> for some way, to figure this shit out. During the first half of the season, if he sees by like, because you know the trade deadline is back in February this year because we're back to a normal eighty-two game schedule. If by January he sees it's going to shit, that's when that's when Dame. Well, is and that's what I said. That's exactly what I but, said. But, no, but, I, but, I said but by the trade deadline, but it's not going to be the Boston. Why it's not? not? Be the, it's not going to be the Boston. It's not going to be the Boston. I see it. Either by that time, because you got to think who might become available at that time. If the Wizards, even but even with their new additions with Spencer Dinwiddie and Kuzma and um, KCP and Montrez Harrell, if he if 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 he's not if Kuzma and Harrell are not traded to uh, to Minneapolis to Minnesota, because Minnesota actually that may not even be a, a fruition trade now because. Minnesota traded uh, Jared Culver to Memphis and Herman Gomez to Memphis or Patrick Beverly. But you got to think of the, the stars that could be available midseason at the trade deadline. I, 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 there's, there's, there's me that if, if Bill doesn't end up in Golden State, if Bill doesn't end up going in Golden State, Dame Lillard ends up in Golden State. That's the Agreed. trade right there. Agreed. That's the trade. That's the trade. It, for Golden State, it's either Bill or Lillard or Bust. That's where the trade is going to happen. That's where that's where Damian Lillard is going to end up. He's going to end up in Golden State. And if Bill is traded, if Bill is traded, he's going to Golden State. Like one of them, one of those two, Bill or Lillard, are going to be in Golden State. If 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 they both ask if they both ask out, that's where the trade's going to happen. It's not Bill uh, Lillard is not going to Boston. I see Bill going to Boston. I see a package now that package that you offered for for Lillard. Offer that package for 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 Bradley Bill. Bradley, the Wizards will accept that. Why? Why they're they're going to want to put Bill where he wants to go, wherever he wants it, to go. That. That's where that they they're gonna send Bill wherever he wants to go. 
So okay, he says he it, to, so, so hold on, let me finish. So if he says he wants to go to Boston to play with his best friend Jason Tatum. That's the trade. You offer oh. Jalen Brown. We, the Wizards take Jalen Brown, and they take a Aaron Neesmith, and they take a Grant Williams. Okay, but what I'm saying is. All right, say, you know, come trade deadline, say in, in January that, you know, Boston is, let's just say they're like probably the, uh, say the sixth or seventh seed, okay? Maybe the fifth seed. But then Portland is, they're on the outside looking in, all right? Because they don't have the pieces there. Then Dame goes to the front office, says, would you grant me a trade? And those, but then, you know, because he's been nothing but good to Portland. So, you know, why not, you know, they say, hey, Boston's looking to buy. We're looking to sell. Would you consider Boston? I'm just throwing that out there. Why? I mean, I just don't understand, you know, I, I, I think it's, I think it's, it's a legitimate not, argument. It, 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 I'm not saying it is not a legitimate argument. I'm just saying if, <laughs> here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. At that point, whenever Damian Lillard makes his trade demand or trade request, um, you're they're they're rebuilt they're rebuilding they're rebuilding, but as a rebuilder, they're 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 going to be a rebuilder in, and it's like I I'm not going <laughs> to. They're not going to take pennies on the dollar. They're not going to take pennies on the dollar. And I know, I'm not I saying, know that. And, I, and I'm not saying that Jalen Brown is pennies on the dollar. But Boston is not get Like, the assets that Boston had before, they don't have now. The assets that they had before. Now, if this was, now, if this was a year or two earlier, absolutely you take Jalen Brown. Absolutely, Portland says, give me Jalen Brown, give me this, give me that. Because Boston had the assets, had the assets. They had, they had the bullets in the chamber to do to make that type of trade. They don't have that now. They don't have that now. It's going to take, it's going to take, and, and now and Grant Williams is a rotational piece. Aaron Neesmith is a rotational piece. And you know you know, not only is not only is Portland going to ask for Jalen Brown, they're also going to ask for Peyton Pritchard. Hell, they okay. may fuck. They may fuck around and ask for Marcus Smart. <laughs> no, he just signed an extension. So yeah, what? I was going to say, Marcus. So ain't what? Gonna, no, he's so not what? going. Anywhere. Yeah, Marcus ain't going but, but, nowhere. So, so the point, but the point I'm making here is, uh, no, I is going to ask for your first, second, third born. Plus your house, the two cars you own, the two cars you own, and your stock portfolio <laughs> for in a package for Lillard. I got a question right. though. Um, I got a question, and then I'm done with this. Um, this feels a lot like Deshaun Watson, where y'all are asking for the world for a player that y'all don't have value for, like. You're asking for more value. It's like you're asking for first round picks. You're asking for superstars. We're well, not even superstars. You're asking for stars. Yeah, starting caliber players. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, but it right. that's the for one person. So it's like exactly. you're holding, you're holding, you're you're trying to get value for one person, and it's getting you five, like you know, draft picks mm-hmm. and shit like that. Which to me, that's even more reason, in my personal opinion, why I'm rooting for Ben Simmons because. Philly knows his value because they could have literally been like, you know what, give us a second round pick and a scrub and we straight. Like, let, let's do that. But they know Ben Simmons is good. They just feel like Ben Simmons isn't reaching his potential. He like his job evaluations have not been going good. Everything has been, you know, needs improvement, if you want to call it that. But the issue is Ben wants to go somewhere and go get the bag. And he knows he's going to do it. He Philly has the bag. He has the bag. But that's the thing. He he's, he's going to ha- he's going to have the bag either way. My issue is if Philly knows for a fact that you know we're trying to get as much as we can from him, you know, from this trade with him, why not just keep him? Because well, then that, you're but not, then that means you're not getting that means, that means firing Doc Rivers or firing Derek Moy. But that's who everybody wants anyway. And we know what's going to happen. Philly's going to tank next season. And then they were like, well, we got rid of Ben Simmons. But guess who the problem was the entire time? The coach. Cut off the head of the snake. <laughs> it's right there. Because what's going to happen next season? What's the next season? Oh, yeah, well, you know, the Sixers, they went from being a top three seed in the East to, you know, playing in the uh, the play-ins. It was in the like, play-in why? tournament. <laughs> yeah. And, and then we're going to be sitting like, well, was Embiid the problem? I'm like, how, every season is a different person. Like, every season is going to be something different. It was Al Horford. Then it, you know, then it was Ben Simmons. Then you're talking about Embiid next season. It's like, at some point, we got to understand, like, Doc Rivers has done this everywhere he's been outside of 2008. If we're going to keep well, it honest. I, I, I'm not going to say it's, I'm not going to say it's Embiid. I would say it's Embiid's injuries, but it's not Embiid. So it's Embiid then. It's Embiid then. Because here's the thing. like For for his position and knowing the injuries that he has, Philly still bet on Embiid knowing that you may or may not get 64 games out of him. And that's still good. But the thing is, you're willing to give up so much money-wise for Embiid with the hopes with the hopes now of getting rid of Ben. The issue is, don't nobody want Ben for what you're trying to get for him. Nobody. You've already had two teams be like, what? They're laughing you out of the gym. So me, I, I'm, I'm just of the magnitude, let Ben go, let him take his money, because wherever he goes, I can guarantee you this, he's going to show up. Okay. And Philly going to be sitting there looking the entire time like, yo, like, <clears throat> we got Embiid, though. We, we got to be. I, I, I understand. I hear you. All right. So, one, this last final comment from GD, and we have to move on. Here we go. Boston definitely has some pieces to make a great offer for Lillard. Centered around Jalen Brown, you have Peyton Pritchard, uh, Naismith, Robert Williams, that this gentleman mentioned here on the panel. I'm on a different app currently, so I don't know who said it. But, um, yeah, Boston could definitely make a, a good package for uh, Dame, at least an offer. I'm not. OK, so so, GD, it was me who said it was it was me who said that. So I appreciate I appreciate you acknowledging that they, that, that they do, you know, acknowledge me saying, you know, it, whatever. But <laughs> if Boston's in contention 
and you trade away four, you trade away, you trade away a co-star in Jalen Brown. And I'm saying, and I'm not saying that Dame can't give you everything that that Jalen that Jalen can do. Well, he can't because defense. But you trade away, you trade away a co-star in Jalen Brown. You trade away a, a valuable rotational piece in Peyton Pritchard and in Grant Williams and in uh, Aaron Neesmith and in uh, Robert Williams III, which is who who's now even more valuable because they got rid of Tristan Thompson, even though that Al Horford is there, is back in Boston. You they trade just paid Richard them. Williams, though. They, they, they trade away, you, you trade away all of that, and it's like, all right, so what else do we have for one player? For one player. For one player. Let me emphasize that again. For one player. You trade away five for one. And that well, four for one. And then you know they're gonna have to throw, you know they're gonna have to throw in some 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 feature first round picks, at least two. Like, are you really do you really want to mortgage the future mortgage your future for that when yeah, Tatum is a star, and he very well may be. He very well may be the the NBA's most valuable player this year, this season, this upcoming season. But you really like you, you trade away all of that, then you you're looking like the Lakers. <laughs> you're looking like the Lakers. The Lakers can get away with it because they got the best player in the world, LeBron James, and that's not and and I'm not even inserting Anthony Cotton Cotton balls into that into this into this uh, argument. But yeah, that's a no. I, if I'm Brad Seasons, I'm not. I, no, no. The, the package they're going to have to assemble. And yes, it is a decent, it is a very decent package. And if I'm Neil O'Shea, I will consider it. But if I'm Brad Seasons, I'm getting run the fuck out of Boston. I'm getting run the fuck out of town if I make that trade. So, I mean, neither here nor there. You can agree with me or don't agree with me. That's fine. That's why it's called a debate. Anyway, moving on. Moving right along. Let's go to the NFL. And last week, actually, August 19th, uh, the Washington football team's head coach, Juan Rivera, made these comments about the NFL's taunting room. He said, quote, it's for the children. And I'm going to read a little bit of this art of this article that was published in Sports Illustrated, talking uh, that um, talks about the comments he made on that day. So, Washington football team coach Ron Rivera has a simple explanation for why the NFL is cracking down on players taunting. Quote: Think of the uh, think of the children. Basically, he said, "Quote: Quite honestly, we don't need the young people to see that. Uh, we don't need." The Pop Warner Pee Wee football kids seeing us act like that. We want to put it out there as professionally as possible. Now, some argue that the NFL, while, quote, looking out for the children, unquote, with this new emphasis on taunting families, is taking itself too seriously and causing the NFL to stand for the no fun league once again. But Rivera, who is a member of the NFL's competition committee, is trying to emphasize that the concept isn't about preventing celebrations. It's about avoiding taunting of another player in a way that leads to conflict. Uh, Rivera said, quote, if you make a great play, great. Be excited, but don't do it towards your opponent. That's all we're asking. That's what the rule is for. 
because what we don't want is an escalation of some things that have happened in the past. He uh, Rivera said that fighting is quote not a good look for any sport. Somebody's got somebody's going to get hurt, and you just don't want that. Thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this this league is so pussy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, yeah. I have nothing. I have nothing. I, I'm at the point with the, the no fun league is just like, cool. If, if y'all know better than the fans, cool. Be my guest. Now, there are some people in league circles that are bringing up. Okay, so you remember the, uh, the celebration that uh, Antonio Gibson made in the Thanksgiving game where he made a gesture uh, motion in his hand in a way that caused attention to the Cowboys players unable to catch him. I don't think that's taunting. That's the same. Hey, I mean, Antonio Gibson had three touchdowns in that game. Mm-hmm. They literally could not fucking stop him. Why not celebrate? Why not? Mm-hmm. The, the, the cow clowns could li- literally could not stop him. Literally could not stop him. I mean, they blew, they blew the shit boys out. They blew them out on Thanksgiving, nationally televised game. America's team, quote unquote, got blown out of the fucking water. Got blown out of Jerry World. Yeah, they do. Yeah, See, they I do. think there, there's a difference between, like. Right, well, they're they're allowing the celebrations now, okay? But I understand the taunting penalties. If you get up and, you know, like, I, I think I talked about this a week or two ago, that, you know, if, if you make a tackle or something, you get up and you just start pointing at a dude's face or, you know, whatnot. Yeah, I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. Right, right, right. Exactly. Nobody wants that. No, Nobody wants to see that. So it, 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 I just think the refs need to, like, if you just get up and go, like, you know, high-five your teammate in front of the other team's player or something, and oh, they you call yell, that taunting, yeah. that's stupid. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. So, that's exactly uh, what we're seeing in the, play, in, in the preseason right now. Right, right. Well, and, but, but see, and that's the other thing you got to think of, too. These, like, the preseason, these are guys trying to make the team. Okay? They're not guaranteed a spot. You know, these are second, third stringers, you know, like I said, make, make a good hit, make a good catch, you know, intercept the ball, whatever. Right. You know, right. they're trying to make the team. They're trying to show out and the refs aren't allowing it. <laughs> so it's, it's, it, it, it's a fine line with the taunting. I think. I, 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 I definitely have to agree with you. I definitely have to, definitely have to agree with you on that. Um, any other thoughts on, Either with uh, Ron Rivera's comments or just the like just the taunting, the the emphasis on taunting in general. And I know we just got a voice comment. Going to get you, going to get to you in just a second. But any thought, any other thoughts about that? Or, um, go ahead and this comment. Go ahead, Greg. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, um, Ron Rivera is going to rub a lot of people the wrong way by having a commentary for every single fucking thing. I'm, I'm putting that out. This isn't even a hot take. Ron Rivera was annoying as shit in Carolina. And now that he's in Washington, and he seemingly has a good team. My issue has always been with Ron Rivera 
he says the wrong things at the wrong times, and there's never any penalty for it. Like we we get this whole shit where like right now the discussion we're having, but every couple of weeks he he does something, and he's usually been on the right side of it this year with the whole back you know the players need to be vaccinated and right. you know being you know healthy and stuff like that but the issue is people want to start saying he's focused on everything else except for making his team win and god forbid if the washington football team does not win or they aren't successful halfway through the season people want to say his focus should have been on the team instead of trying to focus on the every single rule and shit like that a hot take for me, and this is going to be an absolutely wild one, but it's going to be the truth. Ron Rivera is going to have the most challenges by the end of the season. I don't see that as a bad thing. <laughs> and, and, no, and I guess this no, is my fandom coming into play, but I don't see that as a bad thing, especially if you win. Oh, no, no, but, it's, uh, not, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a bad thing, but it's also a bad thing. He's like Ron Rivera. Just he strikes me as somebody who he has to be trivial for every fucking thing, even though it doesn't need to be trivial. Like the, the penalty shit. Like bro, we've known this shit for years now, and for him, it's just like yo, it's too much too soon. Can we get to the season without you bitching and complaining about every single thing? Because guess what's going to happen when you lose? There is there are no excuses. There's uh, no oh my god, well my my players can't do this or oh all the penalties and all like, bro, like, like nobody's bending the rules for you. Like you're not LeBron James. And I, I, I say that like in all sincerity, because this Ron Rivera shit, it, it's just starting to rub me wrong with you. And, you know, being yeah. from the city, and stuff like that, I appreciate yeah, I appreciate him. And I know for a fact that he's going to do good for the team. I just don't want him to be that head coach where Nobody outside of the team in the city likes him, and they're gunning for his team because they hate the coach. We've seen that before. It's called the New Orleans Saints. Do we That's not fair. remember Bounty Gate? Like, I, I just Ooh. don't want Ron Rivera to become like the most hated coach in the NFL because he goes from complaining about plays to complaining about individual players. And that's coming next. Oh, you, you hit my player intentionally. You led with your helmet. You you tried you tried to take out my you know uh, quarterback. You try to take out my running back. It, it's going to be shit. It's like yo, like, do you just want them to just like you want to play flag football or something? Like, wh- what the fuck do you want at this point? And Ron Rivera, he, he's just starting to come out to me as like somebody who complains a little bit too much, and we haven't even got to the season. All do all do. That's all fair. Respect. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. That sounds fair. But, that's uh, very fair. That's very fair. Yeah, what I, one, right. la, one last thing I have to say, though. One last thing Go I have ahead. to say. The Redskins will have 10 wins this season. The, you can the, bet the you Washington, can. The Washington football team. We don't use that R word, remember? <laughs> whatever they want to call themselves this season, because they're still playing with the name, whatever the fuck they want to call themselves, I'm giving them 10 wins. That's an early vote. Oh, 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 most definitely. You know what my prediction is. Uh, we, 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 we'll talk about we'll talk about that next week mm-hmm. as we go into predictions for the season. So, um, we have a comment from our reporter in the streets, Lord Shamik. Here it go. YBAB is your favorite street analyst, Lord Shamik. Passing through. What to do, my guys? What's going on, Greg? Q. 
And um, what's going on, Lou? Nice to meet you. First time meeting you. Hey, I got a real question for uh, Greg and Q. Hey, do you guys, because I'm sitting here watching the Jaguar and Saints game, do you guys know anybody personally that is a Jaguars fan? I, I don't know nobody that is a Jaguar fan. Do you guys know any Jaguar fans? That's crazy. I think that's the one of the least popular teams in the NFL, especially when it comes to fandom. Uh, but, you know, you guys may know a little more than I do, but let me know. Do y'all know a Jaguar fan, personally? Unfortunately. Uh, I'm going to shout out the Reduce Lunch oh podcast. Um, they're from Duval. And hey, look, I'm not, not only I, do they... I have no smoke for Duval. I have no smoke yeah. for Duval. None. Oh, all <laughs> I'm going to say is this. Um, they, they, they absolutely hated Jacksonville. Mainly, like, they hated the Jaguars last season because it felt like they didn't want to tank to get the number one pick at, at a point. And when they got the number one pick, they were so excited. And this season, like this preseason that's been happening so far, they they just seem so conflicted. Like when I listen to them talk about it, they're like, we we don't have high hopes, but hey, you know what? If we win halfway through the season, then we'll start talking our shit. And it reminds me a lot of Dallas, and I don't like it. <laughs> it, 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 like, does that make sense though? Like, I hope I hope what I said made sense. Like, it you, you know how Dallas Cowboys fans are. Yeah, like yeah. when Dallas, every Dallas fan, Q and I, we we've seen this shit for years. A Dallas fan, like the Cowboys, will go like two and one the first three games, and he lost the opener, mind you. They're about and to win Dallas, the Super Bowl, man. Listen, and then they're about they to win the, the Super. They're going undefeated the entire yeah. the rest of the season, and they're no. going to win, and they're going to. And America's team is going to bring the Super Bowl, America's trophy, back to America's team. But that's that's a testament to the, but Q, that's a testament to the fucking NFC East because this is what happens every single fucking year. And I won't say every year, but I've seen it where Dallas will have seven losses on their record and still be like, "Well, we can make the wild card." We're the best team in the NFL. We're the best team in the NFL. Get the fuck out of here! Seven losses. Lay off the fucking bath salts. <laughs> I, I, have none, I have nothing else for that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Thank you. Thank you to our reporter in the streets, Lord Shamik. It's good to hear from you again. Don't be a stranger. Don't be a stranger. Oh, yeah, I think he's back. Here he is. Here, let's go. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, I understand Lula Duvall is a huge Jacksonville Jaguar fan, but... uh. I just saw on eBay that they were selling Jaguar jerseys for two shillings and a goat. <laughs> That's how much them jerseys are going for over there. <laughs> uh, but uh, shout out to Jacksonville. Uh, I like Florida, but geez, Louise. Uh, what, what they got to do to get, get get some credibility in, the, in this NFL lineup? Honestly, I, I know something too. Go ahead, Greg. Go, I was go, I was going to say they have to they become a, a franchise team for the XFL. That's all. I, that's all I want to say. <laughs> that, that's the only fucking way. When when I see Jag, like when I see Jacksonville play, like I'm always going to like result to just looking at them. Like, no, this is this is not going to be it. And here's the thing: even if they end up making the playoffs, I won't believe them. 
that's how bad it feels to like look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're like, yo, you got the number one pick. Y'all should succeed. I have more trust in Carson Wentz than I do. And he's in bubble wrap. <laughs> and we was gonna talk about Carson Wentz. Oh, oh, oh no, no, Q, do it uh, right now. But after uh, after Lou says it starts, go okay, ahead. I got some fucking thoughts. Here we go. You want to know how Jacksonville? You want to know how Jacksonville is gonna get some fans? Remember a couple years ago, the NFL was talking about moving them overseas to like England or whatever to London. To London, London. do it because they don't have an NFL team over there, but they love the NFL over there. That's how Jacksonville gets jerseys sold, and Mm -hmm. you know all kinds of shit. Yeah, hey Shad Khan, hey Shad Khan, go ahead and move your go ahead and move the team to to London to to uh, what's that Wembley Stadium? Go ahead. Go right ahead. I mean, that was that's, that's what they want to do anyway. But yeah, all right. <laughs> oh man, oh man, oh man. All right, we got one more comment. Oh, another comment. All right, what you got for us, little Shamik? Listen, fellas, I actually had to put on my fucking reading glasses and my bike uh, just to make sure I was looking at. I said, "Oh shit, a Jacksonville Jaguar team on national TV!" And oh shit. I, I, I could have sworn that was a fucking high school. I was watching a high school game for a minute, but I'm like, why is the Saints playing against a high school football team? Oh, shit, that's the Jaguars. Goddamn. <laughs> you oh you notice we have, not, we have not talked about the score at all. We have not. At I, all. We have not. We have not. I haven't even talked about good the reason. plays. Oh, my God. Oh. Hey, Lord Shamik, we've missed you, man. <laughs> we, yes, indeed, man. We, we yes, indeed. We Actually, hold on. While, while, we, while we got Shamik here, let me go ahead and throw this, you know, throw this out now since we are still talking about the NFL, and then we can talk about Carson. Um, for anybody who is listening to the podcast or listening live, um, I'm going to do this for the next two weeks or so, up until September 12th. So every week I'm going to announce again. We will be doing a YBB fan duel as well as a pick so anybody who's familiar with Pick'ems, we're going to do it on Yahoo. Basically, you know, for the 18 weeks of the season, even the playoffs, we're going to have a, not a pool, it'll be free. So that one will be free on Yahoo, where you pick your teams and you have the confidence points. And the winner, we have a prize for y'all. We will announce what the prize will be September 12th, but you will receive a prize. If you want to, you know, follow the guys on social media as well as here on Stereo, and then just shoot them a message saying, hey, I want in on the confidence pool. You know, the um, what's it called? Pick them. We will add you to the pick them. Alternatively, if you want to, you know, gamble a little bit and make yourself some money, possibly. The three of us, we're going to do a fan duel 18 weeks because, you know, it's a longer season. Twenty five dollar winner takes all. We're going by the total score. We're not doing no janky shit. The total score at the end of the 18 weeks. Wins the entire pool. <clears throat> okay, ooh, I like that. I that like is that. that is the entire pool. So okay. again, ladies and gentlemen, we got you know the FanDuel. That's twenty five dollars. Winner takes all. And then we also have the Yahoo Pick'em. So the Pick'em is free. The FanDuel is twenty five. We want to give people options in case y'all don't want to spend money. If you do want to spend some money, we're going to do it that way. So you know, feel free to ooh, contact. Can I, can me, I add to contact this? Contact you. Oh, go ahead. Go for it. Can I? I want to add to this. So. Um, I know Lou is familiar with this. I know Lou is familiar with this. Um, the the app that we use in our favorite Discord to uh, pick our fantasy teams. How about we do that next week? 
I, I think that would be great. No, you know, you know what Jack was talking about, correct? I believe so. Yeah, the the one that they used for the fantasy draft last uh, last night. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah. So how about so we, we're announcing it? <clears throat> so that's a few years. So we're going to announce it tonight, uh, just to give you give you guys a week's head of notice. And I say, um, let's do this live next week on the show. Mm-hmm. And we do a live, we do a live draft next week on the show. So, like, a, wait, you want to do an actual like a league, league, or you want to do it because the Fanduel league? No, we can do it. No, 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 no. We can like with with this app. I'm looking for it right now, and I can't remember the name of it right now. But sleeper, it allow, Yes, yep, there it is. It allows you to draft a a, a fantasy football team, mm. and we can do it. We can do it. We can do a, a live draft like that. And, and just draft your team, and then, and then we can and then we can analyze everyone's team. And it, it, okay. Like it, it, it will literally. What Lou? Uh, <clears throat> do you remember even we were doing the mocks over the summer? It took us what 15, uh, 20, 30 minutes to do the draft. I mean, it, well, it already, who's going to be in it? Just us three. Uh, it can be us three, but we can also open it to we can open it to others. I mean, of course, we can it, have it, it, we. Well, yeah, it, it just all depends on how many people you have and like how much time you have to make your draft picks. Also, like because you could you could have it in like thirty <clears throat> seconds, you could have it in a minute, you know, stuff like that. So it'll be 30, 30, 30 seconds. 30 yeah, seconds. you probably don't want it too long because then that would make it too long. Uh, and, if, <laughs> and if we can get it right, and if we can get it down to fifteen, that'd be even better. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, we can add that as a segment to the show next week. You know, we can actually live draft a team. I mean, and honestly, that the team we draft, we can, you know, on, on Yahoo, that that would, that can be our team, the the fantasy football team mm-hmm. that you run on on Yahoo. Mm-hmm. So we okay. got, if you guys are up to that, um, and if anyone else is listening, um, and you're up to it, um, tweet us. Send us a DM. Send us a DM and say yes, I'm gonna do it. And we will get that all set up and have it out and send you all the information that you need so that we can do this next week. Mm. So you got a week in advance. You got a week's notice. You got a week's notice. I mean, so if you know, if you all are up, you know, Greg, Lou, if you're mm-hmm. if you're okay. All right. All right, let's do it. Um, Greg, if you can um put put that in the notes for yep. put that in put put that in this week's notes so that I know to create the the Lou and I know to we can create that that draft and have that link ready for everyone. Cool. Appreciate it. All right, this is this is getting spicy. I like it. <laughs> I like it. All right, so moving right along to Moving right along, and there's a couple other things that we need to talk about with the NFL, and um, one of those things is Carson Wentz. So uh, he's back in practice, and he's hoping that he can play for week one. Him and um, Quentin Nelson, surprised he shares the same name as I do, but uh, um, thoughts on Carson Wentz? I have none. Exactly. <laughs> I just Greg, said I have the, done. Greg, the floor is yours. Yeah. Um, 
I, I'm going to make it brief. Basically, when it comes to Carson Wentz, he, he's, he's done. Um, he, he wants to come back. And, you know, they did this really big proclamation on ESPN today. They're like, look, he's already back on the field. We thought we were going to lose him for five to six weeks. And I was like, he's running in an open field. Nobody is supposed to touch him. He is fra- he is more fragile than baby shit. There's <laughs> you're trying to tell me Carson Wentz will be ready for week one when y'all just said nine days ago that he might be out up to week seven of the or season. Or miss the entire season because it could because it, everyone thought it was a list rank. Exactly. So you know people were doing the whole idea of oh well look at him look at he look at the way he's moving and I'm like what about the way he's moving. Like, it's not hard. Like, how many people have you seen that had torn ACLs and, you know, they had injuries and stuff like that, but they're still going and, you know, shooting around or they're going and running? Like Dak Prescott, his fucking ankle touched his thigh. And, and now his shoulder is fucked up. Exactly. Like, at some point, you have to understand, like, at least with Carson Wentz, he is going to let you down. They're talking about, oh, well, you know, the Colts are one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Where? <laughs> not in this life. Not, not, yeah. not in this life. Huh? <laughs> Where? You have a better chance of Vince McMahon hosting a WrestleMania in Indianapolis before you see a fucking title come to the Colts. <laughs> and you heard it here first. <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, and you know for a fact Vince McMahon loves him a warm climate. He will throw a WrestleMania in Mexico if he could. But... With, with this being said, all I'm going to say is, Carson Wentz, you will not fool me again. I've learned my lesson. I will not draft you. Imagine drafting Carson Wentz as your starting quarterback, thinking what I thought last year. It was like, oh, well, you know, you know who I should get this year? Dak Prescott. <laughs> Carson Wentz, Car- Carson Wentz is going to be this season's Dak Prescott. Everybody's like, oh my, actually, you know what? I ain't going to take it that far because it was an injury with Dak. He did produce. He did. I will he was the number one quarterback stat-wise. Car- Carson Wentz. Got her. Actually, in four weeks. In four y- weeks. Y- y- I'm going to give y'all two quarterbacks to pick. And I want to see if y'all going to either pick the same or pick differently. Carson Wentz is one of these two quarterbacks from last season. He's either Phillip Rivers or Joe Flacco. Hmm. Mm. I'm gonna say Joseph Flacco. That's that's a good comparison. Um, yeah, I think I could agree with Flacco too. Yep, I, I'm I'm glad we're all smart in this room because I definitely said the same shit. I said <laughs> no, they they really cute. They said that this man could possibly miss the entire season, and they are so hyped about the fact that he was running nine days after. I was like. You realize I mean, nobody's touching him. There's no schemes. There's no. He has the red jersey on. <clears throat> yeah, and he has the red jersey on. Man, listen, one hit and all, all that money the Colts are talking about. Oh yeah, well, you know he's going to get us the promised lands, the promised lands, or the ICU. Like, come on now, Let, let's be real here. Carson Wentz is fragile. I just, I really wish people would just understand that. He understands it, but he, like Brock Osweiler knows that he's a white quarterback that's going to make money because some stupid team is like anybody but cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, right. and I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. 
Now, I will say I will eat crow if the Colts end up getting into the playoffs. That means that there were so many other teams that they could have actually like lost to. But I'm, I'm going to be really sick if Carson Wentz goes and has an MVP season again. And it's all for nothing because they end up losing the first round. So um, to, to, to that point, go ahead. I don't know if you might want to retract that making the playoff statement because Jacksonville and Houston are in the same division. That is, that is true. <laughs> but we've seen more. We, we've seen more less, though. Right. Man, no, 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 no. I agree. I agree. I agree. I just, I honestly do not want to see the Colts. Actually, you know what? Let, let me get a hot take. Let me, let me get a, a hot take. <sighs> why am I about to say this? Why, why, why am I about to say this? Um, why am I going to say this? Actually, I'm, I'm a stand in it. I'm going to stand in it. There's not a snowball chance in hell. The Indianapolis Colts are going to win the AFC South because I believe in Ryan Tannehill. I believe in the Tennessee Titans. There's no fucking way. I, I'm not going to believe in the Indianapolis Colts winning their division. Nope. Okay. Can't do it. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> All right. So, mm. I'm not going Carson because we know he's about that. All right. So, I know y'all enjoy – who's that player in the, in the top 100 of the, the NFL top 100? We're going to play a different game this week. We're going to play a different game. You ready? You ready? Oh, boy. Right. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Today, today's edition of You're Really in the Top 100. We are going, <clears throat> we are going because the NFL, the NFL released uh, number 40 to 11 last night, uh, yesterday. And they named in alphabetical order who the top 10 players in the NFL, in the NFL Top 100 will be when that is revealed next Sunday, August 29th. But we know, so we don't know what order they're in. We do know who's the top, who's vying for the top 10. So we're picking what number we think they're going to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, All right. In no. So here in alphabetical order, are the top 10 players in the National Football League. You ready? I'm going to name them first, and then we're going to go around, and we're going to name our top 10. And then next week, we're going to see, we're going to compare our list to the actual list. All right? All right. In, yes, alphabetical, in alphabetical order, Devontae Adams, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Donald. Hold on, you got to slow down. You got to slow down. Start over. All right. Sorry. In alphabetical order, Devontae Adams, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Donald, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, Travis Kels or Kelsey, whatever the, however the fuck you want to pronounce his last name. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, T.J. Watt. Now I'm going to give you, <clears throat> I'm going to make it easy for you. I'm going to give you their 2020 ranking. 
All right. Going back in that order. So Devontae Adams last year was number 57. Josh Allen was number 87. Tom Brady was number 14. Aaron Donald was number three. Derrick Henry, number 10. DeAndre Hopkins, number eight. Travis Kelce, number 18. Patrick Mahomes, number four. Aaron Rodgers, number 16. And TJ Watt, number 25. This is a disgusting fucking list. <laughs> this is so stupid. Uh, um, you you want to go first, Lou? Well, I uh, I had to get pen and paper to write down all the names, but I missed three. I only got okay, seven we'll go, of them. Let me go through the list one last time. No, oh, wait, wait. Josh Allen. So I'm going. Okay, I got I got eight. I got eight. Go ahead. So here's the list one last time in alphabetical order: Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Donald, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins. All right, I got him. I got him. You're good. You're good. Okay, you got all 10? Yep, got all 10. Okay, Travis Kelce, Mahomes, Rogers, TJ Watt. <clears throat> all right, who wants to go first? All right, where are we going? 10, 10 to 1? 10 to 1. Okay. All right. I will say TJ Watt will be number 10. Okay. Hold on. Let me. Greg, are you um, taking this down or uh, do I need to do it? Uh, You need to do it. Okay. Let me open up a a Google Doc app real quick. No problem. Just give me one second, Lou. Let me get this doc. You're fine. You're fine. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. Let's see. Lose top 10 list. All right. 10. You said TJ Watt? Yeah. Okay. Nine. Number nine. I'm going to say Travis Kelsey. Say Travis Kels or Kelsey. He wants it to be, to, to be pronounced Kelsey. Uh, Kels. But we know <clears throat> recency bias is Kelsey. Okay. Number nine. Mm-hmm. Number eight. Number eight. DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. Number seven. Aaron Donald. Okay, number six. Did Derrick Henry have 2,000 yards rushing last year? He did. Okay, scratch that. I'm going to say Tom Brady. Tom Brady, okay. Number five. Aaron Rodgers. Number four, Patrick Mahomes. 
Okay, number three. Josh Allen. Oh, that's a bold take. All right, number two. Excuse me. Uh, Number two would be Derrick Henry. And your number one pick is... Devontae Adams. All right. All right, number 10. Okay. Uh, he should not be on this list because he <laughs> is the, the... The reason why he shouldn't be on this list is honestly because he's not even the top three in his position. TJ Watt. Oh, man. That hurts. <laughs> so you have TJ number 10, right? TJ. They, they had to add somebody new, and they were like, all right, mm-hmm. we got to have defense. And I get Aaron Donald, but it's like, no, we got to have defense. Like, we got to have somebody. So, yeah. <laughs> so, right, TJ Watt. Josh Allen. Okay, number eight. DeAndre Hopkins. Number seven, Travis Kelsey. Okay, number six, Derrick Henry. Wow. Ooh, that's a spicy name, eh? Mm-hmm. All right, number five, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Okay, number four, Adams. Okay, Devontae. Number three. Tom Brady. Okay, number two. Aaron Donald. So that means your number one pick is Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Wow. Another now, spicy uh, date now. Now, now hold hey. on, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me explain why. Uh, Go ahead. Be really brief. Um, it this will be the year of the battle of the Aaron's and you know Aaron Donald, Aaron Rodgers, you got that. Also, historically, when it comes to like the their top one hundreds, it always falls on a former MVP and not the most recent MVP. And it just so happens that we got two two recent have, MVPs. Mm-hmm. And, and the future have, MVP on this list too. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the issue, the issue, the issue with me with this particular list, and I'm going to let okay. Q get his off. Um, you have Adams and you have Rogers, you have Mahomes and you have Kelsey, but outside, I think like they only put Kelsey on it cause he cut his beard off, but that, that's a whole nother story. Um, <laughs> um, the, the top 10, a, a couple of people got robbed in my personal oh, most opinion. Definitely. Um, I, I'll only say one, though. I'll only say one, and I know why they did that. It's because they didn't want to have as many quarterbacks as they ha- already have. Um, and the fact that, like, Mahomes is just only as, like, cool. But the fact that my boy, Russell Wilson, is not in the top ten, it, it it's a slap in the face. It, it is a slap in the face because he had just of, a, you know, just as good of a season as Josh Allen and Josh got skyrocketed 
And it's like, okay, if, if that's what we're going to do, fine. Because I see the narrative here. Rodgers, Brady, Mahomes, Allen. I, I, I see that. But it's okay. We're going to see. We, we're going to see. But I got Aaron Rodgers number one. Okay. Um, I'm typing my list out right now. Uh, but <clears throat> I will start because I have uh, number 10 through 4. So, um, number 10, TJ Watt. Number 9, Nook Hopkins. Number 8, Derrick Henry. Number 7, Aaron Donald. Number 6, Patrick Mahomes. Number 5, Travis Kels. Uh, number four is Tom Brady. Number three is Aaron Rodgers. Number two is who am I missing on the list? Oh, uh, I say okay. Number three is Aaron Rodgers. Number two is Devontae Adams. How? And my number one pick. You know, you know who you know who I think is going to be the MVP of the league this year, Josh Allen. I, 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 I'm not going to shit on your list at all, Q. That is your picks, but you are absolutely fucking tripping if you think that. that. <laughs> and it's no, it's no disrespect because you know Q is my bro. But the fact that people have Devontae Adams on a list topping Aaron Rodgers, like, yo, who the fuck else is going to throw to him? <laughs> what, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, right. What? Like, you're like, right. You're right. Like, as I, as, you know what? I mean, it really, I mean, they're number, I ha, on my list, I have them as two and three. You really can flip them. You really can flip them. Like, Aaron Rodgers can definitely be number two. And Devontae no, can definitely be number three. So, because I thought I'm, I would, I was, I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna flip. Thank you, thank you. Because I was, I was like, wait a minute, like is Devontae Adams, he gonna do kick ret- uh, punt returns this season or something? Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> 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 and here's the thing. Let, let me just say this: it'll be my luck. We all end up getting Aaron Rodgers in fantasy football, and then he has a Dak year, and we were sitting <laughs> like, <laughs> it'll be all, it'll be all for nothing. Oh. All right, so um, let me go. Let me go down. This, let me go down my list one last time. One last time. Go for after that switch. So ten through one. T- uh, T.J. Watt, Luke Hawkins, Derrick Henry, Aaron Donald, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelce, Tom Brady, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, and Josh Allen. Why do I think yeah. all of us are going to get trolled and they're going to have Tom we're, Brady we're, at number one? We're definitely going to get trolled. It's, it's, like, I can see it. Now, now, who should be in the top ten? Like, First of all, no, no. Okay, all disrespect to Pittsburgh. TJ Watt should not be on this list. You know who should be on this list? Stefan Diggs. I was just thinking him, too. Yeah. I was just thinking of Stefan Diggs. He's probably... He's got to be eleven to fifteen. I mean, I think he's top, I think he's top twenty. I think he's top. 20. I think he's eleven through twenty. But he should definitely. He's a top ten. He's a top ten player in the league. If 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 I'm going with Josh Allen as number one because I fervently believe that he's going to be the he's going to be the MVP of this league. You know who didn't make the top one hundred and who I'm pissed? Who's going to be the 
one of the best receivers in the league this year, Terry McLaurin. That's a f- Terry McLaurin. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Washington football team fan. Terry McLaurin is a top 10 receiver in the league. How is he not a top 100 player? How is he not a top 100? How is he not a top 100? I feel like all three of us are spot on. Um, I'm going to throw out a bold prediction because I'm keeping my list the way I, you know, I like my list. Um, The ones that are are probably going to end up being switched and we're going to be like, how? Um, I feel like Derrick Henry is going to actually be number one on that list. Um, But again, I'm keeping my list. I think Derrick Henry is going to end up being number one. Um, And they're going to have the quarterbacks like back to back. Um, they'll probably, I say they'll have like Brady at like seven. They'll have um, Mahomes at like four. And then they'll have Rodgers at like two. How? I don't know. But the NFL, like, imagine just the players too, right? So if it's the players, depending on which players it was, they'll probably go a running back number one. I could see that. Yeah, the, the players did choose the, did choose the top ten. They did. Oh, so they did. So they did. Okay. So if if that's the case, fuck, shit. Um, I got I got to pivot then. I have to pivot then. So let let me remake my list. Q. Um, I'm I'm going to keep. Just give me a second. I'm not in my computer yet. Uh, At the second. So just give me one second. I mean, you can go over the list and then and and just repeat it again because it'll take me like two seconds to get back to the computer. Hmm. Oh, one second. All right. Oh, here we go. Got the computer and the laptop out and ready. All right, what's your pivot? Oh, this, this one's going to hurt. Um, damn. Uh, so going back uh, from 10 to 1. So we mm-hmm. got Watt, mm-hmm. Watt, Allen, Hopkins, mm-hmm. Kelsey, mm-hmm. Donald. Okay, hold on. Okay, number five. Um, Donald Brady, Mahomes. Hold on, Tom Brady. Okay, Mahomes at number four. Well, let me see. Eight, seven, six, five, four. Yep. Um, then, actually, uh, yeah, I'll keep it that way. Then, um, whoever I said. Devontae. Devontae. Um, actually, switch Devontae with Allen. So, Adams will be so, number nine. Okay, Devontae is number nine. Hold on. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Josh Allen, number three. Josh Allen, number three. Rodgers, number okay. two. And Derrick Henry, number one. I like that list. I'll, I'll go with that. Lou, you, you want to change yours? Because I had to think about it again, man. Yeah, I'm looking mine over, too. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I need to change mine, too. Okay, go 10 to 1. All right, uh, I'll keep TJ Watt at 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be number 9. Okay. Um, so, let me see. Um, 
put Aaron Rodgers at number. You say four. nine. So who? Number four. Okay, Aaron Rodgers is number four now. So who's number um, nine? Number nine is Josh Allen. Okay. Then, um, who's, uh, okay, number eight. Eight will be Kelsey. And Travis Kelsey. Then Hopkins. Look at number seven. Okay. Then Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald and number number six. All right, number five. Um, Tom Brady. Okay. No, no, no. Brady. I'm okay. sorry. Wait. Uh, never mind. Never mind. You're you're good. I already switched Josh Allen. Correct. Yes, he's number nine. Okay. So okay. Tom Brady at number eight, number five. Yes. All right. Number four. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, number three. Um. Oh shoot! You just took my <laughs> list away. Um. <laughs> shoot! Who did I? Who were the last three I had left? Hold on, I got into it. Hold on, hold on. So yeah, Devontae Aaron, Devontae Adams, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. and Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Uh. Mahomes number three, Devontae Adams number two, Derrick Henry number one. Patrick Mahomes, uh, Devontae number two, and Derrick Henry at number one. Yep. Okay. I'm not changing my list. I'm sticking with my list. Okay. I'm going to be pissed if this fucking. <laughs> this first list I, I did is the actual one. You're right. I don't mind. <laughs> I, I'm sticking with my list, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. <laughs> you know me. I am not afraid to walk. I am not afraid to own a to own a take that was bad. <laughs> All right. So that was our edition. Oh, my fan through line of the storm. Excellent. Uh, uh, okay. We were going to do the top ten quarterbacks and twelve different skills. We can wait. We can hold that off to next week because we've already uh, exhausted a lot of oxygen on the NFL and on uh, yeah. So uh, we had a USC fight night this week. Do you want to talk about it? If not, we can just move on. I had nope. that on the doc. Great, awesome. Um, so SummerSlam was on Saturday. Do you want to have? Fuck it. 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 Oh, oh my God. God. So no no, right. no WWE bash? No, 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 no. We, we're going to start this off right. Um, all right let me just say, all right, we're going to start right. Um, <laughs> the, weekend, the weekend actually starts on Friday, and the WWE didn't exist after 11 o'clock on Saturday. So we can just start that. And the reason why is CM Punk returned. After what it was a seven-year hiatus, to yep. turn to AW. Um, now, Lou and I have been saying sparingly, but we've been saying it. 
CM Punk is going to go to AEW. And Lou had alluded to in our group chat about like the, the coding and the words and the numbers and stuff like that, which came true. Um, but we always we said this. If CM Punk goes to AEW instead of WWE, the WWE is going to fucking tank. Mm-hmm. I, I, I said it was not going to be long for the WWE because of that very fucking reason. The pop that CM Punk got, the last time I seen somebody get a pop, that was what? The first time Stone Cold Steve Austin came back? Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, like... All right, and that, that wasn't a normal pop. That shit, honestly, like the the John Cena pop that he got a couple weeks ago, that was a pop too. Mm-hmm. But it, it it was like pop rocks to a fucking like firework when it came to CM Punk. And you, um, and, and you know why, right? Absolutely. Yeah, he was in his hometown. Yeah, in Chicago, yeah. and we all know how much Chicago loves. You know, not only CM Punk, but the fact that he got the last laugh on right. Vince McMahon. And a lot of people don't get the last laugh with Vince because he will literally kick you to the curb for nothing but pennies on a dollar. And CM Punk did it his way. And it, it's just beautiful to watch because that happened Friday. And for some unknown fucking reason, Vince McMahon has decided to pretty much, instead of giving control to his kids and his son-in-law, He's had the dude Khan. I, I can't remember. The, was it Amir Khan? Or I can't remember his actual name. Please forgive me. But for AEW, no, for uh, WWE. Um, oh, oh, Summer, I'm sorry, God. Yeah, SummerSlam for the first time ever. Like in a lot of pay per views, I say over thirty fucking years of pay per views, they decided that they were going to host WWE SmackDown. I'm not SmackDown. Um, SummerSlam on a Saturday. Here's the reason why. The reason why is according to Khan, I, I can't say his name pr- correctly, he said that most sporting events happen on Saturdays. And he would like to have WWE events on Saturdays. To which people are like, no. No, absolutely fucking not. And the reason why is because the WWE pay-per-views are always a palate cleanser for people. It's like you have a fun weekend of events, and then you have the main event on Sunday because people leave on Monday. Mm-hmm. He's thinking of pay-per-view sales. Like, oh, well, people will be in the house on Saturday to watch that. But it's like, you're also going up against the fucking UFC. You're going up against people's weekends. People aren't in the fucking house on Saturday. So let me go and just read off exactly what because this this shit actually really is pissing me off. So the um the president and chief revenue officer, um, he goes by the name of Nick Khan, said hours before the pay-per-view, most of our pay-per-views have been on Sunday nights and then Monday night raw, obviously on Mondays, Nick Khan says. So we don't believe that there's a lot of people from out of state who say, Oh my god, let's go to Vegas. Let's go crazy on a Sunday or let's go to Vegas and go crazy on a Monday or even Friday Smackdown. Let's go to Vegas. Let's land by 3 p.m. local time and be in our seats by 5 p.m. local and go crazy. It doesn't work like that. Okay. now he's thinking because they held a pay-per-view in Vegas that people wouldn't want to go out in Vegas on Saturday. They would much rather go and watch fucking Smackdown now. 
Q. I don't know if you've ever been to Vegas. I have. I haven't. When you go to when you go to Vegas, Friday night is party night. Saturday is party day, meaning all fucking day long. Um, and then Sunday it's whatever the fuck you're going to do. So say if like the Super Bowl ever gets held on Super Bowl Sunday, right? Because you know wrestling is compared wrestling is compared to the Super Bowl in sport. Like WrestleMania is always considered to be the the Super Bowl of wrestling, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So so imagine a guy who just got hired to be, you know, as whatever his title is. He goes and he says, you know what? Instead of doing it on Sunday, people flew out to Vegas to have fun on Saturday. What would be more fun than going to watch the WWE event on Saturday? So it's like, so now what happens to the people who are going to be there all fucking weekend and they have absolutely fucking nothing to do on Sunday? You didn't think about that, did you, dummy? Because guess what? Bad business decision. Bad business. I'm I'm literally, I'm looking at his excuse for, because it's not a reason, it's an excuse. Saturday nights, everybody's going out and celebrating. If you've ever gone to a WrestleMania or a Royal Rumble, like, when you go to that town to have that event, same thing with Super Bowl. Any sporting event happens on a Sunday because people are partying Friday and Saturday. And then the event happens on Sunday. The All-Star Game, the Super Bowl weekend, the, the fucking closer for the Olympics. All this shit happens on Sunday because you want people to have Thursday, Friday, Saturday to get as drunk and shitty as possible. That way, Sunday, all they have to do is sit and be entertained, right? Yep. I would agree. He decided to not only hold this event on a fucking Saturday, but he did. Actually, Lou, you know what? I'm done with talking. Go. Can you please explain what the fuck happened at SummerSlam so I don't have to? Well, I didn't watch the entire card. I caught maybe the last three or four matches. Okay. Um, well, I, I will. Do you want me to run down the card? I, I can. Do sure. That. Sure. Okay. Um, it was terrible. So that's the rundown. But um, let me just go <laughs> ahead and get. Let me just get this card. Let me just get this card uh, together because, boy, was it trash. Um, let's just get the elephant out of the room. There was uh, a kickoff show, Big E versus Baron Corbin. You had AJ Styles and uh, what's his name? Omos, Osmos, whatever. Omos um, versus RK Bro. You had Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. You had Sheamus versus Damian Priest. You had Edge versus Seth Rollins, Bianca Belair was supposed to face Sasha Banks. We'll get into that later. We have the Usos versus Ray and Dominic Mysterio, Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg, Nikki Ash versus Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, because who the fuck cares? Uh, And then you have Roman Reigns versus John Cena. Now, um, how can I say this without being rude? This fucking card was terrible. It not only was it bad to watch, it was bad knowing like they just they didn't care about the fucking match at all. So to start us off, right? I told you about the opening matches. Let me get back to the actual thing. So the kickoff match, Big E defeated Baron Corbin via pinfall. Um, this was a nice match for kickoff match. Um, Baron Corbin should definitely go bald like completely because he, he he's looking kind of ancient and he's younger than me. So that's sad. Um, <laughs> then you had RK Bro, which is Randy Orton and Riddle. They ended up becoming the tag champions by beating AJ Styles and Omos versus uh via pinfall. That was like, all right, cool. You're like, all right, like two matches, nobody really gave a fuck about cool. 
Then you had Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. Um, the Alexa Bliss shit, it, it's starting to fall flat on its face now because mm-hmm. nobody cares. Alexa Bliss and the, the whole idea of like the fiend shit, it's done. Yeah. And, you know, they gave her the pinfall over Eva Marie, mainly because Eva Marie is an absolutely terrible, like she, she's terrible on the mic. She's terrible in the ring. But for some unknown reason, Vince loves her. Now, Vince has this thing where he, he likes to do like, like evolving women. Um, Eva's thing is evolution, right? Now, five years ago, there was a wrestler by the name of Emma. Um, Emma was an NXT champion. She, you know, came up and she, like, she was more famous for being, like, a stable partner with uh, Santino Morello. And she had a falling out in the locker room. And next thing you know, they tried to rebrand her as Emolution. Um, she went out once in Emolution and she was fired shortly after. Um, the reason why I'm saying it is because Eva Marie is now Evolution. Sound familiar? Because Vince McMahon does not know how to fucking book a wrestler. Um, I'm not even going to talk about that match because she lost. The United States Championship, Sheamus went and fought Damian Priest. Damian Priest beat him via pinfall to win the title. Mind you, a lot of these matches are anticlimactic because notice all of them are via pinfall, no submissions, no count-out disqualification because Vince don't really give a fuck anymore. But I, I don't want to sway anybody's votes. Um, the Usos fought the Mysterios for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, and they won, and they retained the titles. Cool. Let's get to it. All right. So the SmackDown Women's Championship, right? It was supposed to be Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Now, since the WWE <clears throat> has the worst kept secrets on planet fucking Earth, <laughs> it was well known the night before SummerSlam that Sasha Banks would not, she had the night off. They said that Sasha Banks had the night off and she would not be wrestling. So people are like, okay, this would be a great spot for somebody, you know, like Becky Lynch to come back, right? But we didn't know what was going to happen. So instead of getting Becky Lynch, Carmella gets the match with Bianca Belair. And then Becky Lynch finally does come out and she squashes uh, Bianca Belair in fucking 12 seconds. Lou, I- I'm going to let you take it from here. How? Like, she just, like, 12 seconds, like, <laughs> it, what happened to Carmella? I mean, how did Becky even get the match? Exactly. I, I, here's, here's, here's the thing. Um, Vince McMahon, I, I know I say this often when it comes to WWE. I'm going to try to wrap it up because it's getting late. But when it comes to Vince McMahon, he does not book people of color properly. And I'm not talking about just black. I'm talking about brown, Asian, like whatever you want to call it. He absolutely, he has Shinsuke Nakamura literally calling himself King Nakamura and he's walking around doing air guitar. Absolute, like, it's it's fucking ridiculous. But the Bianca Belair thing, it reminds me a lot of how Naomi was treated after she won the title. It was like, yeah, she's the champion, but don't nobody care. Like, she, she wasn't getting any matches that mattered. And then when she did, she would lose them. So it's like, well, sure, I guess, whatever. But 
Bianca Belair, mind you, she won the title from Sasha Banks at WrestleMania, right? Imagine mm-hmm. you hold on the title, you hold on to the title from the end of March until now, right? Successfully winning matches and, you know, holding up the women's division for six months. And they're telling you now all of a sudden that you're going to lose in 20 seconds to somebody who's been gone for a year and a half because they had a kid. She comes back and she loses to Becky Lynch in 20 seconds. And you could tell she's crying. Like she's, those are like legitimate tears. She's like, yo, like what was wrong with me? Like Becky Lynch just got back here and she got the belt. So people are like, okay, like how did y'all absolutely drop the ball with probably one of the better matches that should have ever happened on a SummerSlam being Bianca Belair and even Becky Lynch. They could have made that match last five minutes and would have been completely fine. At least, at least. A 22nd match was bullshit. It it was absolutely bullshit. But I'm going to skip the Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre match because fuck that match. Nobody cares. Let's get get to it. Let's get to it. Um, Nikki Ash fought Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, right? Without telling y'all too much, fucking Charlotte Flair won the goddamn title again. Again. Let me say it again. Again. This is two weeks from, this is two weeks ago since the last time they said, you know what, we're going to strip all of, remember she was like a 17 or 18 time champion? That was two weeks ago, right? They were like, oh, she won the title a a total of 17 times and he took away all the tag team title reigns that she had and the NXT title reigns that she had. They're like, oh, now you're just, you know, the 11 time champ only for two weeks later to give her the fucking belt again. And it's like, like what dirt does she have on like the WWE? Because I I think it's a name. That's it. They're doing it. I just, I honestly believe because her last name is Flair. That's it. That's what, but that's what's crazy. They let her father walk just last mm-hmm. week. And mind you, they didn't let him walk on good terms. He left on bad terms. You're like, okay, like, is it because she's still under contract and doing like this last ditch effort to say fuck you to Ric Flair? But how are you saying fuck you to Ric Flair when you're going and you're giving Charlotte the fucking like belt? Because you don't like Ric Flair anymore. And like, like what is going on? Because right now she's on the trajectory of like surpassing John Cena for like all time titles. And she'd already done it and they removed belts from her just so she can do it again, which is fucking ridiculous to me. I I, I just don't understand the booking for the WWE, but we're not even done. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh my God. So Lou, you were absolutely right. Um, Edge and Seth Rollins, they fought and Edge came out to the brood music and absolutely made a fucking mockery of it because he didn't bring out Gangrel, which like, like the perfect opportunity, like it was right there. It just like sixteen fucking years it hasn't happened, and I understand Christians on another brand and you wouldn't do that, but at least Gangrel, he's a free agent. Just bring him out for the fifteen fucking seconds, or if you're gonna be in character for you know the brood, be the brood. Don't come out and do it for ten seconds and then say, all right, now I'm gonna be the rated R superstar. You look stupid. You look stupid. So either way, he won via submission to Seth Rollins and people are like, okay, cool. Like, whatever. Um, I guess. At this point, I'm drunk while watching this card. And I was like, (laughs) oh, well, here we are. Here we are. So Bobby Lashley is fighting Goldberg, right? Oh, boy. So, yeah. um, Goldberg, (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I can't even say <laughs> shit with a straight face. Right, um, right. So Goldberg, he, he's a shell of himself. Um, I get it, he's a little bit older. But th- this match was really, really bad. Um, Bobby Lashley beat him via referee stoppage in order to re- you know retain a title. Now, mm-hmm. someone would say stoppage. The stoppage was because again, for the fourth fucking time in the past six cards that Goldberg has been on, either he has injured someone or injured himself. He possibly tore his ACL, according to reports. Tore his ACL. Mm, no. While, while fighting. <laughs> again. Now, this is the same person who dropped Undertaker on his head and almost ended his career. That was, what, two years ago? This is also the same guy in this match on Saturday, mind you, because if this was Sunday, it would have not happened, right? So Bobby Lashley almost had a broken neck by the way that Goldberg had lifted him up and dropped him. Yeah. Goldberg is just just as reckless as fucking Nia Jax. And it's because when you fight two, well, I'm sorry, not when you fight, when you wrestle two to three times a year and you're not seasoned anymore, you you don't have enough bumps. Yeah, that happens. And you end up making a fucking fool of yourself. Let me just say well, this though. I'll, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say during this match, th- this is like this goes right back to your point. Why is Goldberg even here? Okay, he's old. We all know that he does not mm-hmm. like you know he doesn't deserve to be here. But during that match, he was in the quarter, like you know, crotch down, getting ready to uh, spear him. Okay, the spear. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Jeez, oh, I forgot. Is it Bobby Lashley? Okay. Yeah. MVP came over and hit Goldberg in the back of his leg with his mm-hmm. cane. Mm-hmm. And it, it was literally a five second delay before Goldberg just flopped down like he just broke his leg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, come on. What are you doing? Yeah. It, it's, it's so bad to watch. Yeah. It, it's, uh. it's, at this point, I'm just like, I, I have no clue what is going on. The WWE, they're holding on by a thread. But yeah, e- even with that match, even with Goldberg almost killing himself and somebody else, um, we still had another match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the main event, <laughs> Roman Reigns versus a Toretto brother, a.k.a. John Cena. So um, John Cena, he, he's going for the 17th you know, title reign. He wants to have the most all time. And you have Roman Reigns, who's like, if I lose this, I'm leaving the company. Now, you and I all know that's not going to fucking happen. Right. So you know, right. The, writing, the, the writing was on the wall. Um, pretty much Reigns dominated for the, the bulk of the match. And then Cena, you know, he does this hawking up thing that Hulk Hogan used to do. Where it's like, oh, he's fighting his way back. He's doing things. And then. You know, he takes a bump for Reigns. Pretty much this was a changing of the guard match. Um, Reigns hit him with a spear, and then he hit him with, you know, then I think Cena hit him with an attitude adjustment. uh, Reigns kicked out, and then pretty much Reigns hit two Superman punches and a spear to score the pinfall and retain the title. Now, before I say any more, let me just say this. The Superman punch is the weakest fucking (laughs) finisher 
and I don't I don't want to completely shit on Roman Reigns because I, I feel like there's so much to Roman Reigns to love and to like, but they're forcing it. It's, it's like y'all want us to hate him, but we don't care. You wanted us to like it. You wanted how do, how do I want to say it? They wanted everybody to like Roman Reigns, but he just wasn't likable. And then it's like you want us to hate him, but like there's no point in hating because you already don't like him. It's a difference when you like you hate somebody because they're just like sinister and evil and they're an actual heel. And it's just like, I actually just don't like Roman Reigns and the way he like interacts. He's bad on the mic. He hasn't Ooh. improved much. Um, the fact that he needs a mouthpiece and he still is bad. It's like, how the fuck does this work? Like every, nothing that works for everybody else works for you. Daniel Bryan got it in six months. Roman Reigns, it's been seven years and it still hasn't, he, he hasn't caught on yet. And the nepotism in the WWE with, you know, the Rock fam, you know, the Johnson family, you know, the Maya Villa family and things like that. It's like, like, c- come on now. Like, this bullshit is enough. It is fucking enough. They give Roman Reigns the title. Last year, he's held it for over 365 days. And you're like, all right, cool. Like, you know, we appreciate somebody holding on to the title for this long, right? But that means somebody usually at SummerSlam comes back and like, yo, I'm going to challenge because I want to get the title, right? So people are like, oh, well, Brock Lesnar's going to come back. Brock Lesnar's going to come back. Cool. Boom, 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 boom. Everybody's so happy, you know, because who comes out? Brock Lesnar, right? Comes back and he stares down Roman Reigns. To which me, like a smart person, is like, yo, we've been screaming from a fucking mountaintop for two years. We do not want to see Brock and Roman Reigns for the 17th fucking time. We do not want to see that shit. We want to see you and brolic ass Bobby Lashley, we want to see the fight that we've been waiting 16 years for. Both of y'all are old. C- come on. So basically, Brock Lesnar comes out. He's looking like, you know, the the genie from Aladdin without the blue makeup and shit on. He, 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 <laughs> man he bun at all. <laughs> yeah, has a fucking man bun. His boots had heels. At that point, I knew I was like, oh, here, here the fuck we go. He has boots with heels on. You might as well wear you might as well wear wedges. Like, what the fuck is going on here, right? So, basically, instead of attacking Roman Reigns, they have a stare down. And then, off camera, he F5s John Cena. To which everybody's like, yo, what in the actual fuck just happened with this card? Like, you know it's, you know Luke. Like, you know me. I, I, I don't really play when it comes to this wrestling shit. Because right. not only am I a fan... I get really disgusted at some of the shit and the behavior of Vince McMahon. But it oh, wasn't just his fault. Let me just read about the current, I, I'm sorry, at the time, the situation that was happening at Allegiant Stadium. Um, anybody who paid for this to go to the stadium, I feel bad for you. And Lou, feel free to give your thoughts after this. Um, okay. The current situation at Allegiant Stadium. The cashless, uh, cashless payment system was down. The concession stopped working. The Wi-Fi was dead. The toilets were overflowing. The PA system was not working properly. And there was no pyro because you could not have fire or pyrotechnics in the arena. Feel free to take the floor, Lou. <laughs> Everybody was out partying, I guess. Uh, they, um, it, it, it was it was horrible. You know, I mean, yeah, they sold out, everything like that. But, I mean, yeah, the, the no pyros... I mean, they were just blowing smoke and stuff like that. At one point during the night, uh, um, 
Who's the, who's the uh, Xavier Woods came out when uh, Miz and um, exactly Mortis were there, like with with a a water jug on his back and squirting it with water. Like, come on, exactly. I, I, I mean, this is like this is like third grade shit. <laughs> you know, exactly. It, it was, was bad, horrible. It, it was Vince sell the company that I, we're going to end the WWE right now. Vince sell the fucking company. Q take the floor. <laughs> I have nothing to say because I didn't even watch shit. But uh, we're gonna make this these comments, and then we are going to if there's any awards to give out, give out our awards, and then take us out for the week. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I miss um, reporting live from the streets. Me and Habibi. You know, we we've been waiting for you guys to come back on here. It's good to see you, QDZ. You know, what I mean, I like. Uh, but man, I think the Jacksonville Jaguar, they put the fantasy in fantasy football because I still don't believe that this is a real motherfucking team. You know what I mean? Like, geez, I know I'm about to go outside and grab some of my homeboys. I, I got three homeboys in a wheelchair that could uh, do better on the offensive line than them, that offensive line. Like, come on. Like, <sighs> We out here, me, me and Habibi, we still out here, you know. He, he was thinking about grabbing some of them um, jerseys, and I was like, who are we going to sell them shits to? We're just going to wind up making them shits into the tablecloths, and yeah. them shits serve no purpose. <laughs> well, you, you heard from Shamik? You heard from the, from, the, from the file reporter in the street, so we got one more. Let's play this one. Here we go. Hey, Greg, um... I know you was making comparisons to uh, Mr. Wentz. Uh, I would like to throw a, a comparison in the in the hat. Uh, what about a maybe a, a Gino or a Mark Sanchez? Ooh. Mm. That's spicy. <laughs> what, what do you guys think about that? <laughs> oh yeah. Hey Q, hold on. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. Since, since we have to do the top 10, right? We're doing the top okay. 10 next week. I need the five of us to come up with our five worst quarterbacks in the last 10 years. Oh, oh. I got... Oh, I can name three off right off the top of my head. <laughs> Four games. So, so add that to the docket. We got to get our top five quarterbacks. Wayne Haskins. What? Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Man, you be hating on my team now. Dwayne <laughs> Haskins. He found a new. He's, he's, he might have new life now. Come on, Blakey Bortles. <laughs> oh wow! I can make. Yo, I, I can was make my list about right Blake. now. I can make my list right now. Blakey Bortles, Jared Goff, Dwayne Haskins. Oh, oh wait, Greg, Greg, to, your, to that question. Do they do they have to be starting quarterbacks? Not at all. Not okay, at all. then I got the worst, the absolute worst quarterback in the last ten years, Nathan Peterman. All right, on that right. note, everybody on that note, show. <laughs> <laughs> we got two more comments. Two more. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's, this is just gonna be fun. Oh, I got. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. John Beck. <laughs> 
that's the city last two last two voice fails to get your award to get out of here. Here we go. All right, you are now blocked. <clears throat> All right, so ooh, we have a we have a from from your WWE rant. Ooh, here we go. Ooh, this is gonna be ooh, this is spicy. I like it. Here we go. No, 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 man. You don't want Vince selling that company to anybody. If Vince sells the company, it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. Because who are they going to sell it to? They're going to sell it to a corporation like, say, NBC Universal. I think that makes the most sense. If they sell the company, it's going to be sold to NBC because they already have the network on Peacock. But if that happens, do you think they're going to bring in professional wrestlers to run it? Probably not. They're going to do the same thing Vince has been doing. But they don't care about the business at all. They care about making money. You know, is, is you know, people can shit on Vince. Vince may be out of touch, but there's one thing that Vince does is he does care about. He at least cares about the WWE. Um. So yeah, I, I think the best the best scenario is Vince. You know, God forbid he passes away, and Triple H takes the reins. I think that is the best. That is the best outcome possible. I don't want him selling the company. Yeah, and that's the thing when we talked about you know. You know and when when I go and say sell the company, that's who we're talking about selling the company to. Exactly. Now, if, if if we have all the deals and the partnerships with NBC and Fox, cool. Like I'm with the partnerships. My issue itself is the fact that he's too stubborn to sell to family. He doesn't want the family to have it because he feels like they haven't earned. It. They pretty much like he, he has this grudge against you know Triple H with the whole NXT thing, and it's it's been going. Honestly, in my personal opinion, in the past two, maybe three years, um, and it, it eclipsed a little bit because of the whole situation that happened with um, God. I always, I always fuck up his name. I, I always call him NXT Sting. Um, the fuck, um, you, you know. Uh, you oh, know, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Yeah, like after they fucked that up, it, it was just a downward slope. And Vince's issue is he doesn't see. NXT as his brand, he sees it as competition, yeah, and it's yeah. like you, you realize they're under your umbrella. It, it's it, it's certain things about Vince that it really pisses me off because it's like you you realize this is all under you. Like right now, if you bought AEW, you could be happy with that because it's yours. But Vince is like, no, like let me go and find somebody else because I don't want my family to have it because they haven't earned it. So let me bring in Nick Khan who's making all the piss poor decisions on planet earth to run your shit into the ground to the point where you have to sell it to anybody. And Vince, he doesn't want to sell to the highest bidder, but the issue is if you can't sell the family, who are you going to sell it to? And he's given people who don't know the business, the business. You can't give somebody like Nick Khan, who is a businessman who thinks like he said in that quote, People want to see wrestling on Saturday after 36 years of people telling everybody, yo, we watch wrestling on Sundays. At one point, what two, was it 1999 to 2003 when Sunday Night Heat used to be held at fucking Madison Square Garden every Sunday? It was an hour event, 7 to 8 o'clock. People would go and watch wrestling for an hour and eat dinner immediately after. And God forbid if there was a pay-per-view that Sunday, you would have some wrestlers stay in New York for the pay-per-view 
oh, I'm sorry, for Sunday Night Heat, and then would go straight into a pay-per-view. So I don't know where Nick Khan got the idea that wrestling fans want to go and see wrestling on Saturday. I'm going to tell you why that doesn't work. WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, half of the people are still flying into town on Saturday. Saturday is the party day, and it actually takes the the wrestling economy's money out of their pockets. I'm talking WrestleCon. I'm talking, you know, personal sign-ins, interviews. The fucking WWE, they host events the night before pay-per-views. WrestleMania, they have the WrestleMania like event where you can go and get signatures, take pictures, get to meet the wrestlers. You can't have that on a Friday. You know why you can't have that on Friday? Because you have SmackDown on Friday. Vince, has he has to get on one accord with his own fucking family because Vince feels like it's him against them, and it's not. Those, that's your family. He has a son and a daughter that have known the business since they were fucking 11 years old. Because trust me, Shane could have easily said, you know what, when Cody sent him that offer to come to AEW back in 2017, he could have done that shit. Shane was like, nah, I'm, I'm going to be loyal to the family. And what does he do? He goes and stays with Vince. Vince shits on him at every end. Stephanie, she can't even run the women's division because he's like, you know what I'll do? I'll hold an all-women's pay-per-view, and then the next weekend, we're going to go to fucking Saudi Arabia, where you can't go. Just to shit on you. It's like, what the, what is going on here? Like, he, he's so, I don't even say he's out of touch anymore. He just don't care. He's at the age where he's like, you don't know the business like I know the business. But the thing is, nobody's watching the business for the business. We're feeling sad for the WWE now. I feel sad when I watch this shit. I should not see some of my legends, the people that I like and I fuck with, like Goldberg, injuring people. I shouldn't shouldn't have to suffer seeing someone like Charlotte, based off of name recognition, having 18 title reigns in eight years. That That is the equivalent of winning the belt three times. And then she got it stripped, and then she's gaining them all back. You've had people run out of the company talking shit. I remember earlier this year, what's, uh, what's the girl's name? I can't even remember. But they packed her like her wrestling gear and everything in trash bags and shipped it to her in the fucking trash bags. They showed it to her door in a torn-up trash bag from the airport. That's how much they care about their fucking people. Bray Wyatt is dealing with like a, one of his closest friends dying. Had to take a hiatus off, so you know what you do? You cut him. That's crazy. I'm at the I'm at the point now with like it's not even the WWE. It's Vince. I have a problem with Vince not knowing his own fucking brand. And he doesn't reach out to people and say, you know what, how can we improve it? What he does is, you know what? Nine dollars and ninety-nine cent WWE network, it works, it's great. Nope, let's sell it to Peacock. He's doing the same shit that he told WCW not to do when he purchased them. So it's like, what are you? you what are you doing? What, what are we doing here? Imagine Elon Musk saying, "You know what? Like, you know, in twenty years, he's a little bit older. He says, you know what? I don't want to sell Tesla to anybody else. Let me sell it to Honda. Why? <laughs> what, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> so, like, at, at this point, I hate to say this, and it's the only time I'm going to say it." 
Fuck Vince McMahon. I'm sick of him. I'm absolutely sick of him. His behavior is egregious, man. All right, so we have two more comments. I'm going to play the, the latest comment from uh, Talk Hogan because he uh, he tells us who you were talking about. Yeah, brother, that was uh, Mickey James. Mickey James. And then I'm going to go back to his previous to his previous the voicemail he left before that because I added a little bit more context and he just added another one. Great, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. No, thank no, 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 thank you for we, thank you for the voicemails. That, right, we like we love the feedback. We we love the feedback. So we're gonna play the first one and then play his latest one after that. Here we go. Hey guys, also just wanted to say I really enjoyed what I heard. I wish I would have uh, I wish I would have got in a little sooner. But uh, excellent job, great show. Make sure to follow you guys. And uh, yeah, I would love to chat it up with any of you guys about wrestling one of these days. So uh, if you guys like wrestling, I got an Instagram group with uh, professional wrestling stereo collaborators. Uh, if you're interested, uh, hit me up on Instagram. Uh, anyway, great show, guys. Much love. Uh, have a great night. Peace. Absolutely. Well, we thank you very much. Yes. We thank, thank you. you very thank much you. Thank you. Doing that. Uh, we're going to share our social medias in just a second. We're going to play your last comment. Um, so yeah, feel free to follow us both on here and uh, on our respective social medias. Um, and yeah, let's make this happen. I don't talk a lot of wrestling because I don't watch it much, but Greg and Lou Pop are definitely the ones that you uh, want to have those conversations with. I will listen and be a and and be a good fan, <laughs> and, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so let's play this last comment from Talk Hogan, and then uh, we can go ahead and close the show out. Here we go. Yeah, Greg, and I, I 100% agree with you. And I think the other thing is, is like, what's crazy is is SummerSlam in five hours couldn't even come close to the excitement of one hour of AEW Rampage on Friday. What's that got to tell you? Yep, yep. I don't know if you watch AEW much, but uh, man, when Punk came out, dude, what that that sent chills up my spine. I don't get that much as a 30-plus a year wrestling fan. I don't get that much, and that gave me chills. Yeah, uh, Greg. He has one more. He has one more comment. So let's hear that, and then you can um, comment on what he just said. Here we go. Hey, brother. I like football too. I uh, I know my football. So uh, yeah, you guys want anything? If you guys want to chat, hit me up. I'll uh, I'll, I'll follow you on Instagram. Peace. Absolutely. Much love. Absolutely. Absolutely. We yeah, definitely appreciate you. We definitely appreciate you listening to us. Uh, we, we appreciate the follow because I know you already followed us on Stereo. We appreciate that, that so appreciate that so much. Uh, we have a fantasy football contest uh, season long contest coming up. Uh, we're going to do a live fantasy football draft next week. We're also going to we have uh, a, a pick them that we're going to be doing on Yahoo Fantasy. Uh, throughout the season, and we also have a winner-take-all that we're going to be doing throughout the season on FanDuel. We're going to be tweeting more about these contests coming up within uh, the next week. Uh, so uh, we will definitely love if you would join us for that. You're definitely welcome. Um, the, the contest on 
FanDuel is going to be a pay contest. And like I said, it's a winner take all. Um, on Yahoo Fantasy, the pick on Yahoo Fantasy, uh, we have some prizes for the top three. Am, am, I, am I correct, Greg? Mm-hmm. Top three? Yeah, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have uh, prizes for the top for whoever places in the top three. They're gonna be some really good prizes, some really good prizes. So, um, just you know, if anyone, if you're interested, um, please be following our social media. We're gonna be uh, announcing those details later this week uh, once we get everything finalized and everything. Uh, so, I it's gonna it's gonna be a fun time. It's gonna definitely be a fun time. So. If you're not well, first before I go into that, anyone have any awards for this week? Oh no, I'm saving mine for next week. Yeah, I'm saving. All right, so that makes it really easy. That makes it really easy because I don't really have any for this week either, except for the Ben Simmons um, Brick Award goes to Ben Simmons. But anyway, (laughs) of course. Uh, So here, uh, where can they find you? Where can everyone follow you on social media? Go ahead. Uh, you could follow me at uh, at Little Italy on Twitter. That's uh, at L I T T L I T A L Y. You can follow me on YouTube. Um, links and everything are in the bio, and you can also find me in ninth place with Shikari Richardson. <laughs> you know what? We didn't even get to talk about Shikari tonight, but it's all right. We'll save we'll save her for next week. We'll save her. Yeah. We'll save her. We'll save her for next week. Um you can follow me. Um you can follow me catching all the bricks that Ben Simmons throws up so I can build a new house. Um but specifically you can follow me on Twitter at keepeasy nineteen oh six. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at YB Bother. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Young Black pod and until then oh look at me i got it right this time oh yes you did shout out to you i've been practicing my mirrors i've been practicing in the mirror so hey (laughs) here we go so until then i you have been you have been listening to another episode of the young black and bothered sports desk thank you for listening we appreciate your support um need on the lookout for those uh, fantasy football details that are coming up within the next couple of weeks. Football, regular season is in 17 days. I can't wait. Until then, until then, we will see you next week. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you then. Peace. Y'all take care. Peace out. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 